This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Sunny update brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, so Hunter Biden showed up to the wrong building. Do you have that Trump audio? He showed up to the wrong building. He was supposed to be behind closed doors. Let me explain that because uh, somebody already said, well, why did they want to do behind closed doors? What are they trying to hide those Republicans, those mean MAGA maggots? Okay. When a cop goes into a robbery and there's three suspects, the first thing they do is separate them Mm -hmm. when they get to the police station. They put them each in a separate room because if you put them all in the same room and one guy tells a story, the other two guys are going to collab, collab, what's the word? Corroborate. Repeat the same story. Right. That's why they separate them because if they all tell a different story, somebody lying. Mm -hmm. That's how they do it. So that's the reason for the behind closed doors meeting with Hunter Biden. Of course, Hunter Biden got a subpoena and is not honoring it, he decided to be the brave boy because, you know, his father's proud of him because he's such a good boy. I love him. He's a good boy. And um, (laughs) if you could see Rick do it. (laughs) So so he went out in front of the building and decided to do a little speech, which he did not write. There's no way in hell that he wrote this speech, but that's okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with this. Here we go. Let's dissect this, shall we? Did you find the Trump? Did you see uh, Hunter today, right? He went to the wrong place. He went to the Senate instead of the House. Everyone's saying, where's Hunter? See, it always gets, where's Hunter? What a, what a two-tier system of justice we have. All right, let's play a little Hunter. This is Hunter with his pre-prepared speech from his lawyers. I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life and wasted really? opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I am responsible. For that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father, a brother, and a husband from a loving, and supportive family. All right, let's, let's let's talk about that for just a second. Uh, first of all, do you want to tell the story about um, you know we can st- I don't know let's pick something. How about the uh, his best friend's wife? Right, remember that? Oh yeah, no he uh, no well he dies this. right. Wasn't it his no, brother's, brother's wife? His brother's. His brother's I'm sorry, his brother's, his brother's wife. wife. Brain fart. His brother's wife. His that's even worse. His brother's wife. Uh, he dies. Uh... And he had, doesn't he have a baby? 30 days later, 
He's on top of her. Yeah. Hey, we could do the baby thing. He had a baby with a stripper. No, we don't talk about that one. And he spent a year fighting paying child support. As a matter of fact, the first six months, he denied that it was his kid. That's right. Yeah, this is a stand-up man. You're right. He is just a... He's so a far, father, a lover, a caregiver. Uh, a crackhead? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. For six years, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed-door session, session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy, attacked my wife. Okay, stop right there. First of all, you're going to get you're going to get a, a contempt. You you didn't honor the subpoena, so you're going to get in trouble for that. I hope they charge you. I hope you get a, more charges on top of the ones you already got. Secondly, uh, they didn't invade your privacy in your crack-induced adult state. You left your laptop at a little shop in Delaware. You mm. destroyed that guy's life with the help of the FBI and the CIA. But, uh, he was just protecting himself because he was looking to see what was on the hard drive because these are computer repair shops. Yeah, right? they kind of have to do that. So if you bring in a computer filled with... I don't know, uh, uh, maybe child porn, or in this case, a ton of evidence of your bribery. I yeah. mean, you know, that's kind of you putting yourself on blast there, buddy. And then, of course, the FBI, the corrupt FBI and CIA, because our law uh, enforcement institutions are completely corrupt throughout, uh, took that hard drive, and we didn't see the light. Of, it didn't see the light of day for two years. Yeah. And then, when the New York Post reported what was on the hard drive, the FBI and the CIA, for you on your behalf, went to Twitter, Facebook, Meta, and just went out there and said, "Don't you dare put this in here. Say it's misinformation, or you're done for." And that's what they did. So yeah, yeah, okay. They invaded your privacy. My ass. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction. Nobody ridiculed your struggle for addiction except people on the radio. Politicians, I never heard one of them come out and say, ha ha, he's a crackhead. You know, maybe Trump did it once. I don't even think so. I mean, we found your coke in the White House, dude. <laughs> they belittled my recovery, and they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father, who has do devoted his entire public life to service. A little nervous because you don't believe what you're well, reading, sir? Your dad embarrasses himself just fine, and buddy. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah, okay, go on. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? The Trump machine, really? The Trump attack machine. You're a douchebag, okay? Well, here's my answer. I am here. No, you're in the wrong place. You were Stupid. subpoenaed to go behind closed doors to testify. You're in the wrong place. You're not here, you coward. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business. Okay, remember this. Remember the word financially. It's key here. It really is. This is lawyer speak. Not as a practicing lawyer. Not as a board member of Burisma. Okay, the key with financially involved means that he was not an investor. Remember, Joe uh -huh. Biden is the product. He is not an investor. Is he a beneficiary? Yes. 10% to the big guy. That explains all the checks bouncing back to him from his brother, his, uh, his uh, what's her name, Sarah Biden, mm -hmm. from, from Hunter. And, uh, you know, they ridiculed it. Oh, that was, that was a loan. They're all loans. They're all loans, bro and sis. They're all loans. 
Yeah, that's how it gets back. That's how the money gets filtered through the 20 uh, LLCs back to Joe Biden. He gets 10%. The numbers work out. If you sat down for 10 seconds and looked up the actual bank statements, the numbers work out to 10% of the take. All right. Mm -hmm. Just saying. So financially, remember that. You're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> got fired. What you just heard is Joe Biden bragging that he got the prosecutor that was looking into Burisma and Hunter Biden that was on the board that had no experience in any kind of energy company, uh, um, uh, got him uh, fired, and he used quid pro quo. In other words, he was bringing a billion dollars of aid to Ukraine, and Ukraine wasn't going to see that money in an hour if they didn't fire the prosecutor. And then he says, son of a bitch, prosecutor fired. This is what they impeached Trump for, Mm -hmm. which Trump did not do, but he actually did. And it's on video. He's bragging about it. And nobody does anything, and you're not going to hear this on ABC News. Because they're lying to you. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to- No, not only that, you were extremely irresponsible with a deadly weapon. You bought a gun, you lied on the federal form, then when, when you had to throw the gun out, you threw it out in a garbage can across from a high school. Anybody else would be in prison. There's a, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there's a lady in uh, Virginia right now serving two years in prison because her six-year-old took her gun, which she got by lying on a federal form, that she was smoking pot all the time. She's in jail. You're not. So shut up. Status grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There's no evidence to support the allegations. That Except for all the evidence that there is to support the allegations. <laughs> but, but go ahead. That my father was financially involved in my business. There it is again. Financially. Remember, financially. No, Joe did not invest. That's true. He did not invest. He was the toy on the shelf. Because it did not happen. That did not happen. You're correct about that. But you see, the media is going to play this all day. Mm-hmm. And they're only going to play... I'm, I'm playing you the whole thing. They're going to play little snippets. Right. You know, my father was not involved. I mean, technically, he's telling the truth because Joe Biden was not financially involved. And you're right. That's a lawyer going, make sure you say it this way. Uh-huh. Two or three times. And that's what they're going to play. They're all coordinated. Let me tell you something. The media is all coordinated with Biden and his entire family. And they say what they say on the script on the air. And then yeah. people see it in half of America who only watches the three networks believes it. We're doomed if you. We don't stop this. Okay, sorry. I'm getting out of hand here. That's- James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry-picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners. No, no. You guys edited the text from uh, your best buddy. Remember what's his name? Devin Archer? Well, that's what I was going to say. Everything he's accusing them of doing, they actually did. Devin Devin Archer testified before a committee. Democrats in the media edited what he said, but then Devin Archer said, well, if you're not going to tell people what I said for real, I'm going to go to Tucker. So he went over to Tucker, did that big interview for two hours, and told them the truth. And two years Prior to that, we had Tony Bobolinsky, who said, who told the whole he, truth way he before told the any of this. Entire thing, and yeah. everybody just throws him out like that's a flesh and blood witness testimony right there. Okay, here's the best line, the best line of Hunter yesterday. Here we go. They displayed naked photos of me, 
during an oversight hearing. You know why they did that? Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one who did that. She did that to prove that you were playing, you were paying hookers and uh, carrying a gun naked in the hotel room, and then you wrote that all off on your taxes. Yep. I mean, uh, th- this guy gets kicked out of the Morrison Hotel. Do you know what the Morrison Hotel no, is? No. Morrison Hotel, that's it, it's a hotel out in California that like all the major stars go to for their binges. Like I thought it was the Chateau Marmont. That's oh the, no, that's what I, the Marmont. Yeah. The Marmont. What did I say? You said the Morrison, but Either the Chateau way. Marmont used to house like Jim Belushi. We used to go yeah. there. Jo- uh, who's the one that over River Phoenix? Everybody People, was there doing drugs. That the stars that overdosed used to go there. You know how many drugs you got to do to get kicked out of the Chateau Marmont, <laughs> where Jim Morrison and Jim Belushi and River Phoenix used to go? They found River Phoenix in front of it on the in sidewalk. In the Viper Club. He was oh, in the front, Viper Club, yeah. right? Comedy club or something, or just a music it's a, it's music, a music yeah. venue. All right, so go on. And they have taken the light of my dad's love. They've taken the, this is, and they'll play this. This is the line you will hear on all three networks mm-hmm. all day today. Oh, he's just, it's just a father loving his child. He's almost 60 years old. Yeah, there's probably a team of 20 lawyers coming up with this line. Going, oh, that's good, fellas. That's good. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And they have taken the light of my dad's love, the light of my dad's love for me, and presented it as darkness. You think he wrote that? Do you really think, really, really? I got some land in, in uh, while well, I'm on it, so I can't China, Ukraine, where's your land? <laughs> yeah, you're right. They have no shame. Yeah. Well, neither do you, Hunter. Now, some people see this so-called mountain of evidence, these videotapes, photographs, eyewitnesses, and DNA and see a guilty man. <laughs> All right, yesterday the Biden impeachment inquiry was opened uh, officially. The House voted to formalize its impeachment inquiry into the president, uh, taking a critical step. The reason they're doing this is because they subpoenaed evidence and they wouldn't give it to him. What are you hiding? What, what are you hiding in there, huh? Yeah, so this impeachment inquiry, like, he's not in being impeached yet. No. This is just gives them the power to investigate further than they've been allowed. Now they're going to have to get uh, you know, the actual uh, stuff that they want from the White House. The White House has refused. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Teresa Legger Fernandez is uh, just another clown in Congress and she had this to say about the whole investigation. Every conspiracy theory we just heard has been debunked. No- where has it been debunked where? exactly? Where, where do you see that? Where, where, where is that? Where, yeah. you, because your colleagues debunked it? Okay. Not true and distorted from the facts. Because this impeachment inquiry is political vengeance. You mean, oh, you mean, oh, wait, wait, there's another the guy you did that to. Um, yeah, I feel like I've heard this song before. Trump? Lump? Oh, Trump. Mm. That's it. Directed by a twice impeached, four times indicted president, and carried out by extreme MAGA Republicans. Well, first of all, Trump has nothing to do with any of this. You want to direct it at somebody, it's Comer. He's the guy doing this. That's the oversight committee. That's their job. Yeah. I think it's hilarious that when they're trying to do something to somebody else, they're okay with it, but as soon as it's turned and done on them, they're not going to trick I mean, it anymore. But that's that's I that's classic. I mean, it happens to every major commie who's like, we need to spread things out. I'm tired of everybody have the top one percent cannot have all the money. And then as soon as like <laughs> you're not the one percent anymore, well, now this doesn't seem fair. <laughs> Republicans rejected my amendment to require the committees to hold at least one public hearing. Why? 
because 11 months and a mountain of evidence and documents gathered so far proves that President Biden respected the rule of law and fought corruption. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, he fought. He was involved in corruption. We just played it for you a few minutes ago. Quid pro quo. You do this or I'll do that. It's a threat. So, I mean, yeah, so you're, you're, you're stupid. Uh, but, of course, speaking of stupid, oh, Oh, we have to go to the we have to go to the summit of stupid. Ready? Okay. Uh, guess Joe's who, house. Guess who reared her ugly head yesterday to speak? Oh, I, I already know. Can't with her. Even. All right, here she is. I'm stating personal information. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Is this it? I'm brave. Push her over. Linda, Linda, Linda. That one. Linda, listen, listen. <laughs> I love how she turns on her Spanish as soon as like she's in front of that crowd. <laughs> okay. I, I sort of missed that, so I built it up, and now I don't have it. But we can go ahead and play some of the stuff that she did say <sighs> in the past. This is always fun. Let's, uh, let's go with this. How she got elected. My brother told me that he had sent my nomination in the summer, but I was like literally working out of a restaurant, and I was like, there's no way. A casting call. They had a casting call. They cast Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the role of Congresswoman. That is an absolutely true story. Her brother entered in her into this contest, and that's how she became a candidate. And of course, because she's, uh, you know, that she's, still she, blows my mind that that even happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's, she's, uh, what she was gonna say in the clip that I lost here is that basically what the other lady said. There's no evidence. There's no evidence that Joe Biden did anything wrong. Blah blah blah. But let's go on with the young jackass tale. Our protagonist. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hit it by mistake. Our protagonist, a young idiotic bartender, embarks on an astonishing journey that takes her from behind the bar to the corrupt halls of Congress overnight. This young jackass, not known for her intellectual prowess, is driven by a fervent commitment to woke ideology. As she ascends into the halls of corruption, our young jackass is filled with idealism and vodka determined to implement her idiotic ideas. However, the road ahead is fraught with challenges and her extremely low intellect quickly becomes even more apparent. Her woke policies lead to chaos and the area she represents becomes even more of a shithole. The story of this young jackass in Congress is a cautionary tale of putting a bartender in charge of more than making margaritas. All right, I think I found it. That not only is the committee not allowing Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but they have not called a single witness, a single first-hand witness. Devin Archer, uh, Bobulinski. Like, uh, that's two right there. Yeah, not yeah. to mention the and IRS then, guys. Wait a minute, yeah, the two IRS whistleblowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Not, not a single witness has been called. To any of their allegations, <laughs> they haven't allowed anybody to testify publicly because they do not have a single witness witness to any of their alleged allegations. Alleged? What does that mean? You don't even know what you're saying. Alleged allegations? Alleged no, no. allegations. Alleged. Alleged. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, you got a choice. For, choose your news here. Chris Cuomo speaks to uh, the TikTok with 44 million viewers, Tourette's Syndrome lady, who some people think she's faking, or Bayman. the squatter who won the battle of a lifetime and got himself- That story you've been teasing for weeks. And Wait, what? Yeah, oh, you got to do that story. Uh, you could do right. Balin. Yeah. You could do Balin sure later. The delay is on. I sound like I'm getting mad. Oh boy, this is good. All right, here we go. So this man, 
He's a squatter. He's not really a squatter in the turn. You know, he's not homeless and he just got in this house that was vacant with his trash and sat there. No, that wasn't kind of... He's actually works in construction, but he saw an empty home. So this is what happened next. He got in the empty home. He's a construction worker, identified as Keith Best. Uh-huh. It's a three-bedroom, semi-detached home in London's Newbury Park back in 1997 while working a construction job nearby, he noticed it. Best began renovating the, the property he just decided was his. He began renovating the property. Well, that adds legitimacy to your claim. Didn't ask anybody. Then, this is, remember this, he, he worked on this slowly for 10 years. 10 years later, he moves his entire family into the home. What? The lady who owned the home is dead. Oh. It's Colin Curtis. She lived on the property, or he lived on the property with his mother until 1990 when he moved out. Curtis inherited the property, but under what has been described as a quirky ancient Roman law that allows someone in possession of a good without title to become the lawful proprietor or property owner if the original owner does not show up in a span of time prescribed by the court, the person in or uh, possessing that property owns it. Best became the home's legal owner because of this ancient Roman law. But we're not in Rome. How does that apply? I don't know. He filled out an application for adverse possession, it's called, about a decade ago in order to legally obtain the property. Meanwhile, he's already moved his family in. He's been living there since 2012 until now. Whoa. The chief land registrar initially denied the application following a law that criminalized squatting. But the judge ruled and overturned it in 2014 that the registrar's decision was founded in era of a law from ancient Rome. I kid you not. How does that even apply? So now he's got a free house. (gasps) He renovated it and it's over. So he was a squatter and he got to keep the house. Yes, because there was no will found to where the mother of Colin Curtis willed the house to him. Therefore, he was not really the owner. And he could have stepped forward at that time and said... he didn't claim it within a certain amount of time? Right. Within a certain amount of time, there's actually some kind of, uh, I guess for the lack of a better term, statute of limitations. We have one of those here, I think, in Florida. And it's not as... Like, this was, what, 10 years, you said? Yes. Well, no, they started, he moved in the house in 1997, moved his family in in 2012. The court gave him the house in 2014. Wow. So his family's been living there for eight, nine, 10, 11 years. And they don't have to pay anything. Nothing. Since when, if a house goes unclaimed, do you just go, yeah, okay, it's fine. You're already in it. You can have it. I mean, I've heard of this loophole where like, you know how some uh, properties they'll get, um, not uh, foreclosed, but it, I guess it's like an impounded. If you don't pay your property tax. Yeah. They like kind of seize the property or you oh, yeah, lose you- ownership of it to a degree. But you can buy people's tax debt. Yeah. On like you go to like the county or whatever, you can buy their tax debt and you pay the taxes off on the property that they don't they didn't pay. Yeah. Yep. And, and then I don't it's yours? They, not necessarily. There's like one other hoop you gotta jump through, but you have a claim to it being yours because you paid Paid Taxes. for it, essentially, yeah. What's amazing to me is that the majority of people don't understand that you don't own your home. You never own your home. You can go in there. Here's a $400,000 house, Jill. $400,000, three-bedroom home, beautiful, got a pool and everything. You pay it off. You inherit some money, whatever. You pay you, 400 you, you grand. pay 400 grand, plus the interest. free and clear. You never pay a mortgage again. You're in the house. Don't pay your taxes on the property. See what happens. They seize it. You know, do something mm. like, I don't know, Bush has grown out of proportion. To the, you know, they have the laws of the HOA. They can foreclose on you. 
How that's a little that's a minor thing, but but it th- happens that you don't pay a user fee called property tax on your property that you already own, mm-hmm. and they can kick you out of your house and take it away from you means we live in in a, in a communist country. I've been telling you guys, your taxes is like. We all think it goes to roads and stuff. No, you get taxed on everything to an insane amount. This is the most taxed nation out of anywhere on the planet. And sometimes you get taxed on things that you're already taxed on. Yeah, you already (laughs) buy the thing with your income that's already been taxed, and then you pay tax on the thing. I mean, even to leave money to your children, you get taxed on. Mm-hmm. You can't even die without paying tax. It's it's insane. We've gotten to a point now where it's insanity, and we're living under this cloak of of uh, false pretenses that we own our home and our property. We don't. We mm. don't own it. Stop paying your taxes. It may take a year or two, mm. but you're going to lose your house. You're not going to get a dime for it. It's terrible. Now, if there's a lawyer listening and I'm wrong about that, you call me, because that's what I experienced. That, not me personally, but I mean, that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. So... Finally, uh, Facebook. They hired themselves a few years ago a chief diversity, equity, and inclusion manager. Just like every other company in the country ordered a DEI leader. When you got BlackRock going, look, you're going to have somebody that does this. Otherwise, you just don't get our money. Mm -hmm. We have to force... We have to force um, um, what, what's, what behaviors. Are you, behaviors, yes, that's right. Barbara Furlow Smiles. Isn't that a great name? Smiles. Sounds so innocent. Mm. 28 years old, 38 years old. No, what's with these names? The squatter was best? Yeah, best this is smiles. smiles. Smiles and best. Anyway, she served as the lead strategist, global head of employee resource groups, and head of the diversity engagement and social media at the social media giant Facebook Meta, while she orchestrated this scheme. Beginning in January 2017, according to the Justice Department, she led diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at Facebook and was responsible for developing and executing DEI initiatives, operations, and engagement programs. Furlow Smiles used lies and deceit to defraud both vendors and Facebook employees, said Carrie Farley, special agent in charge of the FBI's Atlanta office. The FBI works hard to make sure greed like this doesn't pay off. Furlow Smiles committed the fraud by linking PayPal, Venmo, the Cash App, and all those accounts to a credit card given to her by Facebook, and then used those accounts to pay friends, relatives, former interns at prior jobs, nannies, babysitters, hairstylists, and other uh, goods like cars, services, dinners, hotel rooms, and all the other stuff provided by the company. Isn't that interesting that she would use basically what Biden's using in a larger scale, mm-hmm. paying her family stuff, and then her family, no matter what they purchased, would pay her back. All in all, she stole $4 million <gasps> in that Whoa. methodical scheme. <gasps> so think about that. It's very much like Biden. It's called money laundering. They you used all these the credit source. cards to pay for stuff for their friends, families, da, 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 mm. and the families, of course, they weren't buying all that stuff. They were just giving the money back to her. Well, right. I'm sure she paid them a little... You know, right. stipend or something. Yeah. Isn't that something? I mean, that's that's how money laundering works. You conceal the source of where did this money come from. Isn't that amazing? You run through enough things that you, nobody can really go through all the paperwork. And I mean, it says it's a loan, but we don't have any paperwork for a loan. This company does what? They don't have an address or a purpose for business? What wow. do they do? Sounds familiar. And uh, the thing is, she's in charge of diversity, <laughs> equity, and inclusion. Mm, the only thing she's including is people's money in her bank account. That's right. <laughs> 
So finally, every year at this time, last year I had one too. I, uh, you know, my grandkids are coming to town, and mm-hmm. I always uh, like to tuck them in and tell them a, you know, bedtime story, especially a Christmas story. Yeah, like a, uh, do you do like a Twas the Night Before Christmas? Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, that's you put nice. on your nightgown with a little like Ebenezer the, the Scrooge, and you get your candle and you run to the window and throw open the sash <laughs> and stuff. Right. So here's the story I'm telling him this year. Twas the night before Christmas at Grandpa Rick's house, and it's time once again to tell you what this country's all about. Yay! While the stockings are hung by the chimney with care, Sleepy Joe's still president. We gotta get him out of there. Wait, is he still alive? Yes, the doctor said. The cats are all nestled asleep in their beds. Meanwhile, there's nothing inside John Fetterman's head. He's wearing his Christmas hoodie. Yeah, he's kind of a slob. When out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. And thanks to China, Hunter Biden's wallet is fatter. Then why can't he afford his own truck? I know. Away to the window, I flew with a flash. And George Santos pulled his resume right out of his... Out of, out of thin air. He looks like a Muppet. <laughs> and to my wandering eyes, St. Nicholas appeared, and he called out the orientations of his eight tiny reindeer, non-binary, bicurious, omni and fluid, demi and pan, mono and what, whatever pan romantic is. Hey, try to keep it PG. Then down the chimney, Santa came with a bound. The border is where we should put boots on the ground. Build the Damn right. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf. And like slick Gavin Newsom, he was so full of himself. DeSantis kicked his butt. Oh, man, all over the place. Then laying a finger aside of his nose, thanks to Bidenflation, the price of everything rose. Are we getting 10% less presents? But I heard him exclaim as he flew away again, Merry Christmas to all, except for cisgendered men. Yay! Hey, Grandpa Rick, now can you read Rudolph the Differently Abled Reindeer? Yeah, I'd love to. Your mom's going to get mad. you got to go to bed. Now get under your Mean Tweets 2024 blanket. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So do you remember the show, America's Most Wanted? 
Yeah, with uh, what was the name? John he, Walsh. He had his kid kidnapped and Adam killed. Adam Walsh. Yeah. I will never forget the story of Adam Walsh. Adam Walsh's face is burned in my brain from when I was very little. Because uh, I will never forget that story. That was the story we were told when we were younger to keep you from like running away from your parents in the mall. Because what happened mm-hmm. was he was at a Sears and it was in Hollywood, Florida. It was here in Florida. And he was at a Sears. And I remember him saying when they interviewed him, they were like, he was like, can I go over there? I, I don't know if his friends or whatever were over there. And he was like, yeah, go over there, but just like stay where I could see you. Well, obviously that turned different. And he was abducted and then he was found. I think it was two weeks later. He was six years old. Wow. And. I, do you remember the picture of him? It's a baseball picture. He's got a little red hat on. Yeah, He's missing his front of, yeah. teeth. Sweet little kid. I'm not going to go into what, what, what was done to him because it's horrific. And so uh, John Walsh then turned t- into like a life of fighting crime because of what happened right. to his son. Um, so Fox is bringing it back. Big crime stopping classic, which I like because it with him. Yes. Oh. So he's oh, actually wow. going to host. He's also going to have. Didn't um, he do the? Uh, what was the cops show? It wasn't cops? What is it? Uh, Live, 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 live PD. Yeah, live PD. Wasn't he the host for that too? No, he wasn't the host. No, there was mm-hmm. some gray-haired guy, nondescript. He did, dude. I don't know. He's been on TV. I've seen him a few he's times. Done a bunch. Yeah. So John Walsh, huh? So it's it's also going to be his other son that's going to join him as the co-host. Oh. Um, he kind of made him safe, like a name for himself, I guess, as a child advocate for the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children, like his dad. Um, so. It's going to be the two of them. This was back in, what year was it? It was in the 80s, I remember. Mm. I can't remember the exact year. Um, But that's coming back if you like America's Most Wanted. The scary thing about America's Most Wanted is you realize while you're watching the show, these are really awful, awful people and criminals, and they don't know where they are, and they haven't been caught. That's that's the scary part about watching it, because you look at it, and you hear this horrible stuff, and you go, oh my gosh, and then you're like, wow, that person's still out there. Yep. They got to bring back, you know what we need now to uh, catch a predator? Mm -hmm. We really need that show right now, and they need to do it in mass. Forget the little one-at-a-time thing. To catch a predator, that was their, Oof. you know, their excuse for going off the air was because a guy killed himself on camera. The, the, I mean, the predator? Yeah, and yeah. I don't, they should have had a, uh, uh, that should have been like a great show. Yeah, See like, what happens. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I mean, uh, what was wrong with that? I don't know if they thought it would be in poor taste to keep going, well, but I feel like they, they, they the guy did kept, them a favor. Yeah, yeah, they should have kept going. Absolutely. No hug for me. No. I feel like it exposed people for the evil that they were doing. Absolutely. And they're not going to stop until you shine a light on them and go, look, look how bad this person is. Save taxpayer dollars. Did you bring condoms? You know what they're doing now? People are starting to, not to go down the whole rabbit hole, but people are starting to kind of be vigilantes on their own. Oh, I love it. You ever seen those dudes in Michigan? They're everywhere. And they'll uh, take their own cell phones and they'll find out that Someone is meeting someone in a park or at a house or at a restaurant, and they thought that they were meeting up with, let's say, a 12-year-old boy. But you get, like, four giant dude, like, dads from Detroit. They're like, what's up, bud? What are you going to do? And they start shoving him and slashing his tires. They're like, call the cops. Hey, Stop us. Do. Yeah. And one lady, there was one lady on st- standing on a street corner, and she's, like, smoking a cigarette, and they go up to her, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, nothing, waiting for someone. They're like, oh, are you waiting on a 14-year-old the- girl to I give s- to your husband? I saw that one. Yeah, and so they've been yeah. busting them on their own because they'll chase him through the store, and the cops will grab him in some places. But like the ones out of California, like the cops drive the guy home. What? 
Yeah, like they don't even get him. And like the guy's so frustrated. He's like, wow, yeah, I guess here in California, it's okay to do this. Like, look what he sent. Well, look what happened when that... Ha- Did you ever watch the Jeffrey Dahmer movie on Netflix? No. So there's a scene in there where that's exactly what happens. A guy escapes from Jeffrey Dahmer's hands, if you will, and he's trying to get help, but he's been... Without going into gruesome detail, yeah, he's been drugged and harmed, so he can't speak. So he's trying to get away, and these people are like, this poor guy, he needs help. And then Jeffrey Dahmer comes around the corner, because he he went out for a little bit, and he comes back, and he's like, oh no, this is like, I don't know if he says it's his cousin or his friend. He's like, yeah, he's had too much to drink. Don't worry, I'll take care of him. The cops are like, okay, as long as you got him. And the cops hand him back to Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm -hmm. Almost made it out. God. I'm telling you, man. All right. uh, A study found that having kids makes you live longer, but it depends on how many. If you have two kids, great. If you have three, they'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. It's like cups of coffee nowadays. Well, you only got two arms, so yeah. Yeah, Well, because this is what my husband always says, and I have a friend that has multiple children. If you have one, like we do, that's easy. If you have two, then you're playing man-to-man. If you have more than two, you have to play zone defense because it's out of your. There's too many. They outnumber right. you. You do. So now it's like it's it's. I asked a friend of mine. He had this is before I had children, and he had had one baby prior to me, and I said, "What's it like?" And oh, it's wonderful. And then he had a second kid, and I'm like, "What's it like having two? He's like, uh, "You know what it's like having one." I go, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah, it's twice as hard." <laughs> I was like, "Really? It's not like the same because you've already had one." He's like, "Nope, not at all. Twice as hard." Yep. Yeah. While one's flinging poo, the other one's flinging something else in a different room, and you just have to go <laughs> stop that later. How long do you think people spend preparing for the holidays? Rick was just mentioning um, this morning that he hasn't even started shopping yet. No, I have to put the tree up still. Wait, um, it what? is December fourteenth. Bud, you're running out of time. No, I'm not. You only have half a month to have it up. I got it off this weekend. I put it up. Yep, yeah, no problem. Put it up on the 24th. Leave it up no till February. No problem. <laughs> then I got the whole week to shop, which means I'll be there next Friday at Walgreens. Well, <laughs> or Sam's s- Club. <laughs> They got great jewelry there. Sam's Rick Stacy coming to a garage sale. Yeah, you can get you. this diamond encrusted necklace for like $89. Sam's Club is a great place to shop. They have plenty of things there. So is Costco. They have awesome gifts there. I got your guys' gifts at the pawn shop. Here, honey, here's a pallet of protein shakes and a $89 diamond encrusted tennis bracelet. <laughs> and a, look, a, a 55 gallon drum of cran grape juice. You're going to love that. And a, and a large salmon. Get this, though. and I guess I kind of feel this. When you're the mom, I feel like you feel this more. And I'm not boasting or anything, but I feel like the, a lot of the work is put on the mom. The dads do the decorating of the, tr- the, you know, putting up the lights on the house and the tree like you're doing this weekend. But mm-hmm. I feel like a, the bulk is put on the mother. It says here, the majority of people in America spend about five weeks planning what? presents, meals, and other essential things for the holidays. No, they, that's nuts. Yeah, I smushed that into like a week and a half, maybe two weeks. That's nuts. Mine's been over two months already. But you weren't prepping all too much. You got done in one week, right? Well, the tree went up early because my husband Yeah, loves, you put it up in July, right? I put it up November 1st, our tree went up. And so that was done. And then I had some time to relax. And then I would slowly do online shopping. So it didn't seem super stressful because I was just doing a little bit at a time. And then it it got to the house. I just finished this past week. I know I like to brag and be like, my stuff's done. My stuff wasn't done until 
like Monday afternoon. Oh no, really? I wow, that's cutting it close, Jill. I don't know. But then you, and then I, yesterday I had to make my food list oh, of all the food and all the prepping of the meals and everything. So that takes forever. I don't think people realize that. if you're not the one no. doing it, you don't realize it. Yeah, like, you're you, right. You're oblivious to it, probably. No, right? no, I just don't really care. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So you don't know what the work that goes into it. I don't need to know it. I'm not doing it. But can you at least appreciate how hard it is, though? No, because she's not doing it either. We're very happy. <laughs> what are you doing for Christmas? I don't know. Fried chicken. Look what we did for Thanksgiving. Fried we we chicken. went to City Limits and Burgers. Are you going to do the same thing for Christmas? <laughs> nah, nah. For Christmas, we'll, we'll, something, we'll heat something up. Uh, you know, Costco's got those meatball packs. You used to do everything so big, and I feel like you burned yourself out, and you're like, you know what, this year, I ain't doing nothing. Well, I mean, unless you got kids running around and stuff, it's not worth it. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? I sit in front of the tree. Ooh, that's a tree. And, you can and, sit on the couch then, cozy with your wife. I and got enjoy the fireplace. Nice we got a little tree on the fireplace. It's about a foot tall. It's got some lights on it. That's Sounds fine. Like that works. That's all I got. That took ten seconds. Took it out of the thing. Plugged it in. It's done. We're done. So then, <laughs> or what are you getting, Angie? Though, huh? since you have all this free time, since you're not doing the other stuff. Hell, I know. What am I going to get her? I don't know. I mean, Halloween. You got weird animatronics hacking up blood in your driveway. But screw and Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. She's right. No, Halloween is my favorite sport. I got an inflatable snowman somewhere. I'm not going to dig it out of the garage. We had that last year when the grandkids were here. We had the inflatable crap, and the wind blew it away. I had to go three neighborhoods looking for the snowman. Yeah, I just throw pine cones in the living room. Call it a day. So if the kids are here, though, you would go out. Go all out. Well, yeah, because I remember all seeing out, a picture. It was either last year or the year before. You had a bunch of people all over your sectional in your yeah, living room, yeah, and yeah. there was Christmas presents everywhere. It vomited Christmas in the house, but I didn't much to do with it. I had to take the Christmas tree out of the box. It's all bent. She unbends it. So she does again, like what I said. The woman does yeah. a lot of it. I can't figure you fix the lights. The sections out. So I go over there, you know, <laughs> I have to fix the lights. It's just God. You guys kind of get the crummy work. Yeah. You know, it's like we get to do the fun stuff, and when something goes out, there's a million lights, and you have to find the one little one that's not working, so the oh, rest of them will turn back on. Clean the Christmas me. toilet. <laughs> Dangling precariously from the eaves while the ladder is just like wiggles under oh, no, your got feet a teenager, trying to catch it. I got a teenager to do that now. I, that's my last time doing that. Really? It's too high. Yeah, I mean, you could break a hip. Oh, yeah, because you start shaking up there on the ladder, the one place you don't want to shake, and you're like, no. Actually, he was more frightened than I ever was. He really? Was gonna, yeah, he almost froze. I was like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm just getting used to it. <laughs> Going, dude, you're getting 17 years old. Put the light up. <laughs> yeah, you're still rubbery. Don't worry, I'll catch you. <laughs> well, if you're still doing your shopping, or maybe you're sitting around trying to wrap the presents, you know what you can have on in the background, because there's plenty of it. Oh, yes, yeah, so Ozzy? No, well, you could do Ozzy, yeah. or you could do Hallmark movies. Oh, no. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel, it's Christmas in an Uber. He's a gorgeous former goat herder from a country no one can pronounce who drives an Uber with his sickly pet goat Cecil riding shotgun. She's a gorgeous veterinary student with flowing blonde hair who needs an animal to practice on before Christmas break. Are you Adriella? I'm your ride. <laughs> Don't worry, he no bite. Will a slightly smelly animal in the car give him a one-star review? Or will the goat become the goat? He say very foxy. It's Christmas in an Uber tonight on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, I won't be watching that one. Well, if you don't like that, or maybe you do like that, then stay tuned for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Oh, we got to watch it again tomorrow night? Tonight on the Hallmark Channel. 
Christmas in a gourmet restaurant. He's a former priest turned big city restaurateur who's famous for his holiday hot cocoa. She's a former pole dance instructor turned food critic who's fighting a lifelong battle with lactose intolerance. Are they really from two different worlds? Or do opposites really attract? What are you, new? It's Christmas in a gourmet restaurant. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Okay, the update is brought to you by Farah and Farah. Let's start things off with a Florida man. Florida man with a gun versus a parade. You all pissed him off with all that Christmas cheer. And if he gets out of jail by 2024, move the parade over a few blocks next year. (laughs) All right, so a Florida man arrested after he allegedly fired off several shots during a neighborhood Christmas parade because he became agitated by it. He said parade goers were loud. Douglas Moore, 43, was arrested and charged with six counts of aggravated assault with a firearm, reckless discharge of a firearm, using a firearm while under the influence, you think. Have you ever been to a quiet parade? Nope. As the Middleburg Christmas Parade was underway there in Middleburg, Florida, uh, Saturday evening, deputies and SWAT team members responded to a location along the parade route after several gunshots were heard. Aren't, isn't that loud in itself? Yeah. According to deputies, Moore became agitated by the activities generated by the parade attendees. That's he, when he discharged his pistol several times. He shook his cane at him. Humbug. Great. He's been arrested, you know. Well, yeah. Okay, speaking of guns, on a serious note here real quick, for uh, for all those, um, you know, we need to... We need to have a ceasefire because we can bring aid to the Palestinians in the Gaza, okay? We have to have a ceasefire, cease from the permanent in the ceasefire so the aid trucks can get through. All right, so um, it's all over the place, but I'm sure some people will don't want to be wrong, so they won't look for it, but I'll play it for you. How about that? Here's video that circulated social media, and this is the latest one. There's like 20 of them, where the aid trucks that are brought to Gaza are surrounded by Hamas, and then, ready for this, the aid trucks are stolen, and Hamas starts shooting at the Palestinians. Yes, I said the Palestinians. No, the, oh. no, no, they're the, they're the freedom fighters for them. They're, they're not, why would they shoot at them? Because they're not what you think they are, okay? Here they are shooting at the Palestinians who try to get to near the aid trucks. I don't know what they're saying, but he's going to shoot them right now. Trying to get there's a shot. Missed. <laughs> Yowza. Yeah, they're trying to get to the aid trucks. Now they start throwing rocks at the Hamas people. And I don't know what they're saying, but basically what's happening there is the trucks are coming down the road and all the Hamas uh, soldiers or whatever they're called terrorists surround the trucks and steal them. And that's been going on all along while everybody here at the university is like, we need to get the ceasefire so we can get the thing. And of course I want them to get the aid. The problem is they're not getting the aid, just like the $100 million that Biden peeled off the top of our money. Yeah. Right off the bat. Remember that? Remember when that happened? It was like Mm -hmm. day six. Boom, here's $100 million. That never got to anybody. No one. Now, Nobody. Do you, do you think they know that? 
No, these people are stupid, I mean, well, man. Well, maybe they know that they're going to take the things and they want to re keep resupplying Hamas so they can keep doing proxy war stuff and selling weapons. It's got to make somebody money. You know, at one time I would have called you- Not that I want to be that cynical, but- some, At some point I would have called you stupid in the past, but I don't know. At this point, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't get it. Why would we give them $100 million and not have any way to follow the money and see where it goes? You I mean, know? Look at Ukraine. Billions of dollars. Dude, twice in the in the last decade between Obama and Biden, we have given Iran, let's see, $100 billion the first time mm -hmm. in uh, cash mm -hmm. on a pallet at a private jet in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., Iran financing all these terrorist groups. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just recently, Biden, $6 billion, And then there was another $10 billion on top of that. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. Anyway, mm -hmm. so there you go for all you people. Uh, Free the Palestinians and the things. Don't even know what you're talking Where's about. Where's that one from yesterday, the idiots? Do you remember what you called it? It's probably labeled idiots. No, no, Jill did it. Was it Ask an Idiot? Was that the one that... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Was it yes, Gaza yes. or? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Can you name me five countries? No, that's the other Beginning one. with lesser? No, that's funny, though. That one's hilarious. But this one's... I think the, it's the Gaza game. The Hamas game. There it is, the yeah, Hamas This game. is good. Okay, this is how smart these students are at these universities. Like Harvard, Yale, and, and you know, like MIT. The, the big heads go there with the big brains, yeah. Play a game called Hamas or. There is no law against raping your wife. Is this Hamas or the Taliban? The Taliban? The answer was Hamas. Oh, wonderful. This law makes it nearly impossible for women and kids to submit claims of incest. Is that Hamas or North Korea? North Korea? The answer was Hamas. Wow. Women of all ages legally need a male guardian to travel. Is that Hamas or ISIS? ISIS. The answer was Hamas. Oh, yeah, that's... In an honor killing, it is basically legal for men to murder women and girls if they are promiscuous. Is that Hamas or the Taliban? Taliban? The answer was Hamas. Uh, this is a real terrorist organization. They're not freedom fighters. Hamas was just every one of them. It seems so unfair for women. Thanks for educating me. I think women of color, uh, women generally, uh, LGBTQ individuals, everyone needs to know like who they're... Supporting. Well, before you keep protesting, maybe you should go get to know. I mean, why does somebody else have to do it for you? Yeah, no, she's saying say. she's saying the people that are sitting there, like women and LGBTQ that are out saying, you know, cease fire from the river to the yeah. sea. She was like, they need to educate themselves on what they're actually saying that they're fighting for. Yeah, and they won't. And they won't. I don't get that, man. Like, I, I'm i not taking the time to do the thing unless I really have the passion. And I'm only having the passion if I have an understanding. Right. Well, that's how it should be. So anyway, Hunter Biden showed up at the wrong building yesterday. You got that Trump audio there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is priceless. Yeah. He was supposed to be behind closed doors, uh, you know, at a hearing talking about, uh, you know, his wrongdoing. So. Did you see uh, Hunter today, right? He went to the wrong place. He went to the Senate instead of the House. Everyone's saying, where's Hunter? See, it always gets, where's Hunter? What a, what a two-tier system of justice we have. Yeah, he went out in front of the, uh, I don't know where he was. I think he was in front of the, I don't know where he was, in front of one of the buildings. He was supposed to be inside the building and spoke out. This was all pre-written for him by a lawyer, and uh, it's pretty obvious. And right. he talked about how wrong this is. And anyway, here. Uh, just as a heads up, we lost oh, about. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Okay, uh, here we go. I'm here today to acknowledge that I've made mistakes in my life. Oh and wasted opportunities and privileges I was afforded. For that, I am responsible.
for that, I'm accountable. And for that, I'm making amends. Give a violin. But I'm also here today to correct how the MAGA right has portrayed me for their political purposes. I am first and foremost a son, a father. A By force. Remember, because he had a baby with a stripper that he fought for six months not to pay her a dime oh, in child didn't, support. didn't want to mm-hmm. act like it was his kid at all. Yeah, and then he denied that it was his kid. And then his dad, his loving dad, who just wants to love his son, his, his child... His child is almost 60. Uh, yeah, that one uh, denied that they had a daughter. Remember that? That they had a granddaughter? And yep. but Joe Biden even denies it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there you got that right. And you, you're, what else are you? A brother. A brother. Okay, let's talk about that. The, your brother died, and then you immediately mounted his ex-wife, his, his widowed wife. Which means to me, you were having an affair with her before he died. Yeah. That's a brother. I'm a caring brother. Mm. Just so caring. It's caring. All right, so uh, let's see. Oh, his, his, now remember the key word. You're going to hear this all day. You'll hear snippets of what I just played you, but just the, the parts that make him sound like a, like a victim. Like he's just a victim of those MAGA, MAGA evil maggots. A, okay. <laughs> maggot. They're extreme. Don't forget. They have to oh, be extreme. They're extreme maggots. It's so, um, don't forget, financially, that's the key word here. Holding on to it. Biden was not, Joe Biden was not financially involved. A lawyer wrote this for him. Cheers, MAGA Republicans, including members of the House committees who are in a closed door session, session right now, have impugned my character, invaded my privacy. No, yeah. no, you see, let, let me uh, let me tell you how that happened. Just to refresh your memory, because you were stoned at the time on crack. Yeah, he does right. all this himself. Yeah, you, you took your laptop on crack to a little shop in Delaware, left it there, and forgot about it. And then the shop owner who's trying to repair your laptop noticed all this incriminating crap on there that you had about your dad, about the inter- you know interactions between you and foreign governments without being a registered agent, by the way, which is against the law. And of course, the naked videos and oh. the crack smoking and no, the hooker videos. No, that. Yeah, he wrote those hookers off, by the way, on his taxes. <laughs> he did. He they did. Didn't so that, pay? And then the FBI gets their hands on the hard and for two years, we don't see it. But the media does and says, wait a minute. This thing that was left at that thing, that's not real. Russian government disinformation comes from the Kremlin. Part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. For all we know, these emails are made up. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't involved uh, by Joe there. I wasn't. That was, he was talking about ponies. He was going to give a pony to his daughter from the stripper. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. They've ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They've belittled my recovery. Nobody did that. And are you recovered? We just found an eight ball in the White House that nobody knows where that came (laughs) from. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was just what? Four weeks ago? Five, eight weeks ago? Yeah, a bag of mysterious powder in one of the most secure buildings in the nation. We just, I don't know where to, I mean. In the most secure room in the the building. We could check the cameras, but what's a felony here? Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. No, you're in the wrong place. You're supposed to be inside testifying behind closed doors. And by the way, there's people that you're going to hear it all day. Well, why are they doing it behind closed doors, huh? Where they're trying to hide. Well, when a cop arrests uh, three burglars at a house, they separate them. 
Yeah, when they interrogate them because they want to make sure their stories line up. Yeah, yeah, because if one guy starts doing the talk and the other two go, okay, uh-huh, yeah, we'll uh-huh, just say uh-huh, what he uh-huh, said. Uh-huh. All right, yeah, no, this is the thing. All right, and this is the best line of the whole uh, day yesterday. This is Biden's uh, tug at your heartstrings because, you know, he's just a victim. The, the crack chased him down and, and shoved itself in his mouth and <laughs> nose or whatever they put it in. I don't know where it goes. Uh-huh. I never did crack. <laughs> Not a bad thing. Here. See, what you want to do is grab a funnel. Okay. They displayed naked photos of me during an oversight hearing. Well, that's because- You had the naked photos on your laptop, stupid. <laughs> yeah, bud. There's a video of you going down a water slide in the nude at a five-star hotel. And there's also a video that you, t- that you took of yourself naked on the beach. Playing with yourself. Yeah. But, and then know. there's the naked video where you're holding a 9mm next to your thigh. The one that you threw in the garbage can across from the high school. Oh, I know. You're just a victim. Uh, you know, those gun laws. Your dad wants to take our guns, but not from you. Not the one that you had mm-hmm. while you were crack at. He's naked. Whoa. He is butt naked. And by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene only put that... Uh, pe- that picture up during the hearing to illustrate that you were with hookers that you wrote off on your taxes. Yeah. Okay, you dumbass. He's without the And they've taken the... Uh, what? Okay, here we go. And they have taken the light of my dad's love. Oh, God. Here we go. You ready? This is the pull at your heartstrings thing. The light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, as darkness. Oh, oh boo Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. All day long, you're just going to hear that. I promise you today you will just hear... The light of my dad's love for me and presented it as darkness. That's what they're going to play all day with the big MAGA logo in the background. And people will fall for it. Yeah. You keep voting for these people and we'll see you in China. He's without the peril. <laughs> all right, next. Let's fight racism with racism. How scary is our country gotten when you you see all the anti-Semitism and and bigotry? And now, openly, there's racist people working, like, for mayor of Boston, for instance. Let's let's take her, for example. This is unbelievable. And Michelle Wu, the mayor of Boston, obviously is Asian. What happened to all the Asian hate crimes? Remember that? Oh, yeah. Wasn't there, like, a law in, like... um a movie thing now where you like have to have an Asian person on staff or you can't do your film. Anyway, so uh, she invited a bunch of people to our holiday party, but she called it on the guest list. It was in, you're invited to be a guest at the electeds of color holiday party. No whites included. It didn't say that, but, but that's what that means. If you're white, you're not invited to the holiday party. The electeds of color holiday party. She put out the email. All of a sudden, people were like, "Did you see what you put out?" She says, "Oh no, I didn't mean to put that out." She put out another email. My bad. You weren't supposed to say that one. But one respondent that uh, that Fox News got a hold of, ones who replied to the invite after the you know blowback, said, "I don't see anything wrong with that." What? We're surrounded by racists. But they don't see it. Like, how do you not see the? Well, they don't see anything wrong with it because they're the part that's included. If they were the part that was excluded, they'd have a problem with it. Yeah, there's seven white people on the city council. They were excluded. The city leader quickly drew criticism after it became apparent the email was sent to all city councilors instead of just the elected colored. Didn't we fight Isn't really a racist hard term? to come 
like so far away from segregation and now we're just throwing it right back in place? She didn't apologize. Here's what's funny about this. This same uh, Michelle Wu will take off on Martin Luther King's birthday coming up. Oh, yeah. We'll take a day off. And then we'll also probably get in front of a podium and honor the late Dr. King because of his teachings. Mm -hmm. They know nothing of his teachings. They don't follow his teachings. They're hypocrites. This is a totally against what Dr. King taught. You're correct. But yeah, you know, who's, who's, who's looking at that? Nobody teaches history, so the kids yeah. will go, hey, no, no, no. Let's fight racism with racism. How about this one? She's fighting racism with trying to seem not racist, but she's racist. The Harvard president, Claudine Gay, you've seen her, you hate her, <laughs> because she's an anti-Semite. And she's the one that was, uh, you know, interviewed at the hearing by Miss Stefanek and refused to say that it's policy on Harvard uh, against anti-Semitism. Or, you know, and then she gave her the example that we've been giving. What if it wasn't Jewish people that they wanted to murder? What if it was a day of murdering black people on Harvard's campus? Mm-hmm. Would 100, imagine 100 professors, the same 100% professors that wrote to Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, urging her to condemn Israel. That, that, those people were instead condemning Claudine Gay for not condemning black people for being black. <laughs> she said that in the hearing. It's hysterical, right? What is going on? But here? she didn't answer it, right? No. But the other, same thing with the U of Penn, um, mm-hmm. what's her name? Mitzi Meckle, Schmeckle? Yeah, uh, Mitzi Schmeckle. Oh, she wouldn't have a, no, she wouldn't have that kind of a last name. But anyway, uh, she resigned. She was resigned. This one, they won't fire. They just won't fire her because she checks off too many boxes. So she's still there. So she decided to make it right. So what did she do, this brave woman? Oh my God, you wouldn't believe what she did. Claudine Gay attended a university menorah lighting ceremony on Wednesday. Because that makes it better? Okay. Oh, knock it off. Everything's all better now. Yeah, I bet that look. Did she win a daytime Emmy for that or no? No, she actually got blasted all over the place for it. Yeah, well, you know, it did come across as performative. That's exactly what happened. Let me tell you something. There's a name uh, you probably know if you watch CNN, Fareed Zakaria. He's far left, Mm -hmm. far left. It doesn't matter what it is. He'll cover for anybody, Hunter Biden, everything. This is shocking. If you look out your window, you'll notice that there's some oinkers flying. There's some pigs flying. Uh Uh-oh. And if you go to church this weekend, the priest will tell you that hell has frozen over. Fareed Zakaria got on CNN and said this about our fabulous universities, including Harvard. The ever-growing bureaucracy devoted to diversity, equity, and inclusion naturally recommends that more time and energy be spent on these issues. The most obvious lack of diversity at universities, political diversity, which clearly affects their ability to analyze many issues, is never addressed, showing that these goals are not centrally related to achieving or sustaining or building excellence. What we saw in the House hearing this week was the inevitable result of decades of the politicization of universities. Mm. America's top colleges are no longer seen as bastions of excellence, but partisan outfits, which means they will keep getting buffeted by these political storms as they emerge. They should abandon this long misadventure into politics, retrain their gaze on their core strengths and rebuild their reputations 
as centers of research and learning. Too late. Now, I'm, I'm shocked that he actually took that position, but he really is right there. He's just looking around the edges. You notice that's not a ride-on, straightforward wow. thing. He's just, he's just <clears throat> tiptoeing around. No, because the truth is, we don't need to reform this university. We need to get rid of everybody that's in there. Mm. These people aren't going to change. Harvard is 100 professors wrote that letter for real to Claudine Gay, forcing her to condemn Jewish people and, and siding with people who are yelling at the top of their lungs that all Jews must be murdered. That's not reform. You can't reform people like that. They're brainwashed for life. They've got a clean house. It ain't going to happen. Here's a Turkish, just for a little, um, I don't know if this is humor, but uh, I guess it's some kind of karma here. Oh, this is, oh yeah, this is 100% karma because you you don't mess with stuff like that. So this Turkish member of parliament is up there yelling about how God, Allah is going to strike down Israel. The wrath of Allah is coming down. Then he had a heart attack. And he goes down on the floor. Blow. God said, don't tell me what I'm going to do. <laughs> that happened. Similar, a similar thing happened to... Um, I forget her name. Was it Heather McDonald? She's a comedian. Oh, when she was talking about uh, how she got vaccinated and anybody who didn't get the vaccine's a loser and an and idiot. She, and, and she talked about how... She, and then she started like mocking God and she like just collapsed on stage right after she said it. It was oh, the craziest yeah. thing. Wow. Yeah, oh, that like, was, the video is like haunting because you're like, whoa. Because she stops for a second and gets this like scared look on her face like something's going on with her and, and then, then she just collapses. collapses. I missed that. Uh-huh. Oh, dude. I would have enjoyed that a little bit. I mean, just a little, you, you just much. like, you see the universe balance out, but you're like, oh, wow. Yikes. All right, so let's talk about Grady Judd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of two Florida burg- burglary grand theft suspects with a long criminal history bragged that he would, you know, I want to know if before I die, there'll be a day we'll, we'll never say long criminal history in, in reference to a suspect. Because that means that he's like a long criminal history and he's not in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, this uh, suspect with a long criminal history bragged that he would be out of jail shortly after his arrest before he realized he was taken into custody in the county where the chief of police is Sheriff Grady Judd. Yeah. Well, when we were arresting Tamara Lucas, he made the statement, hey, I'm in Osceola County. I'll be in. I'll be out. One of the detectives said, uh, no, this is Polk County. And he said, O-F, Grady Judd, those guys don't play there. (laughs) Well, the reality is we want all burglars to understand that nobody plays. Pasco County, they're about to learn, doesn't play. When they can put a case together, they're going to charge them with up to 30 or 35 cases. Tampa PD the same way. Nobody plays. <laughs> Will you get your Buford T. Justice? I like when he's like, O-F. Oh, my he, God. Sheriff Grady Judd's great, but it's it's difficult because his every press conference, whether it's one arrest or 50, is 45 minutes long, and he will go through and hold up their photo. <laughs> and then he will make a joke. I know. About he- the criminal. 
<laughs> that he just keep, the whole press conference like that. But they're usually hilarious. Isn't he the most Dr. Phil sounding person you've ever yeah, heard? Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. You're right. All right, Chris Cuomo. He's at that make believe uh, news channel, News Nation. They're the ones who said we're going to give you straight news. We're not going to be biased, except we're going to hire all liberal hosts from CNN. After he got fired from CNN for protecting his heiny smacking brother. Right. Although I will say I do enjoy his reporting more on the new thing that I did at CNN. No, no, he's, he's no, definitely... He doesn't do a good job. It is a better job. He's gotten lighter, and uh, he's actually humbled a little bit. It's a long way to go, but I mean, hey, a little, I'll take it. Chris Cuomo's on News Nation, and he's talking about this TikTok influencer who has Tourette's syndrome. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, her name's Balin Dupree. Yeah. Uh, she's been accused. She has, she's got 44 million followers. She's actually Whoa. a sweet girl. And very I've, sweet. Very I've, nice. Her boyfriend's wonderful. Yeah, her boyfriend's she's, always with her, and she she, actually, I saw like a sad post the other day where she was like bawling her eyes out because people were accusing it of being fake. And she was like, why would I want to be like this? And she was trying to explain because her Tourette's, it's hard not to giggle at some of her Tourette's because she says some funny stuff yeah. and she pokes fun at herself. But people were saying, hey, I've, I've seen you out before where you're not, you don't have any ticks and you're not doing anything like that. She said, well, chances are I took some THC gummies that calms it for a few hours. And if I'm going in public, I, I get embarrassed if that's if my ticks happen. So before I go in public, public, I'll take some THC gummies so that I don't have outbursts. Like if children are around or whatever. Right. So if you see her out and she's not acting that way, it's not that she's faking it on TikTok. It's that she just happened to have taken what calms her, I guess. And there's a lot of uh, people that have Tourette's. I used to work in this place where I worked with uh, autistic children and, and kids with Tourette's and everything. And, and the, some of them are not I- involved in... T- they're not... What's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, they realize they have this neurological disorder, but they also don't live based on the neurological disorder. And sometimes they actually laugh at their neurological disorder. Right. Because, I mean, Chris Cuomo, <laughs> like three or four times during the interview with Balin, starts laughing. Not, not, not like mocking laugh, just you you can't help it. Because what she does, Balin, and I guess they do it under stress, yeah. she adopts the person you're talking to. It doesn't matter who he is. She'll tell the name and then tell him to F off. Right, she does. So she does it. I'll play a little bit of it right here. And what do you hope you can do by taking the risks that you take so people can understand what you're dealing with? Um, I want people to learn that um, Tourette's is is a neurological involuntary motor and vocal disorder. Um, I don't tick 24-7 and there's a lot of little baby wings. F you, Chris. There's a. <laughs> F you, Chris. She's the one I told you that always goes yeah. to baby Wiener. And then, then in the middle of it, she says, in the middle of it, she goes, "Go f yourself, Chris. You bunny old biscuit fat ass." <laughs> And Chris Cuomo's got his hands over his face completely. You can see he's turning red. He can't stop laughing. And she's smiling because right. she knows it's, you know. A lot of things that people don't understand. Like, oof, people think that cussing is in, is with everyone who has Tourette's syndrome, but it's only in 10% of people with Tourette's. Yeah, 10% of people with Tourette's. And there's a, there's a line of videos you can watch. People with Tourette's syndrome right. put up videos of themselves with other people who have Tourette's syndrome. Right. And you can sit there for hours watching this because these are people that, that laugh at themselves. Right. It's, it's actually very heartwarming. Well, because they're trying to find a silver, like a, in humor in something that's very stressful for them. It is. It's very stressful. Stress is the the core, I think, of, of a lot of mm-hmm. uh, the causes of Tourette's, as you can see. She's on TV right now, so right. that's got to be stressful. 
stressful. How has it been as you've gotten more famous? Do you believe that people are understanding better or are they dopes like me who think you're acting? I say it's, I say it's the same. <laughs> I think there's a lot more people that don't understand what Tourette's is and um, they like to educate themselves more. So I get thousands of DMs from parents, from teachers, from <laughs> girls that have been diagnosed with Tourette's and they've had to be kicked out of school for attention seeking because they rip up, they rip up their homework or do things like that. I've had parents reach out to me asking me, oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette's syndrome. <laughs> And then I also get very evil people that would comment and say, like, go yourself, Chris. Right in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, it happens. Oh, my God. So anyway, uh, there's a, just to give you a taste of this, it's on Instagram. I, I, I wanted to give you the title of it. This is an old guy that looks like Santa Claus. Uh-huh. He, gets in, he's in, he gets in an Uber. And she lets him sit in the front seat. She's got some crap in the back seat. He sits in the front seat, and she's driving, and and she's very friendly. He's smiling. He seems like a very happy guy. But they find out that they both have Tourette's, and here's how that goes. Are you doing okay today? I am. Well, that's really great. Oh, my God, do you have Tourette's, too? Oh, my God, do you have Tourette's? And they start laughing at each oh other. God, I have fleas. Okay, he says he has fleas, and she starts scratching, <laughs> wings her glasses off because she's scratching from the fleas. Please. But I don't please. have ticks. Oh, fuck. Oh, sh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have a cat. I respond to meows with quiet meow. Oh, Mrs. Claus! No. 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 Just fingernails. Goes like a cat with a paw. <laughs> and he can't stop laughing at no. them. God, I'm so glad you have such a great attitude about it. I just think the life is too short to take seriously. Yes. Amen. Yes. This is me. <laughs> you have a great day, ma'am. You too. Oh, it's a great video. I love that they giggled at That's each other. Cool. Oh, it's a great video. And she's so excited to have met him and everything. It was great. It but... probably made you feel calm, but some of yeah. it understood. Because can you yeah. imagine how many people get in her Uber and don't understand? No, no. <laughs> and just to like come across somebody that's like, whoa, wait, you too? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. And uh, I didn't play the part of Balin that goes too long, but at the end, or near the end of the interview, she goes, she goes, so Chris, yeah, and, and with Tourette's, you're done. And, and Tourette's, she tells you're pe- done. <laughs> she'll tell people your, her things, some of her um, Thoughts. crutches that she'll say when she go, has an outburst is she does the little baby wiener, and then she'll say, tap, 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 that rotisserie chicken. And it's so, it's so <laughs> random. And then she giggles after she says it. At the end of the interview, though, she tells Chris repeatedly, you're done. And Chris goes, <laughs> Goes, I guess I'm done. <laughs> I'm glad he responded to her in that way, though. No, it was, re- it was it was really good to see. It was really it was really. Uh... Now imagine being trapped in that kind of prison, if you will, for lack of a better word. But you still want to go out and go on these shows to help educate people and inform them of what it's really like. Mm-hmm. But you have the stress of, oh gosh, am I going to have this outburst? 
in the middle of me talking to people. And you are, because the nerves kick in and you are, you know, so... But I love their attitude, both of them. Yeah. An Oregon woman has gone viral for letting her spouse know that nobody cares about his latest accomplishments. <laughs> accomplishments. This is the funniest thing ever. Her delicious prank was met with laughter from social uh, media. Here's what happened. The man who goes by Bobby Ilk or Bobby Yike. Bobby Kike? I don't know. Bobby Like? Bobby? I don't know. Great. I don't know. Maybe it's a combination. He's on Reddit last week, posted a picture of a cake his wife got him on the uh, subreddit R slash funny, whatever that is. I'm not a Reddit guy. With the caption, my wife got me a cake for that, for what I thought was a big accomplishment. The photo shows a multi-layer chocolate cake with white frosting and rainbow sprinkles, and it reads, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> but she got him a cake for it, and he was like, here you go. No one cares. <laughs> Get ready to celebrate your loved one's next special occasion the way you've always wanted with the Who Cares Cake. Each cake is decorated with the message Who Cares written on it so you can show them how you really feel. Hey, honey, I just got a big promotion at work. Here you go, honey, a cake just for you. Who cares? Who cares? Yes, you'll love the Who Cares Cake. <laughs> hey, sweetie, I'm pregnant. Here, take this cake. Who cares? Who cares? It's the Who Cares Cake. <laughs> Happy birthday, who cares? Happy birthday, who cares? Happy birthday, dear Timmy. Happy birthday, who cares? Why are you doing this? Pick one up today. The Sunny Update. Are we ready to get crazy? Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. yeah. Having fun with the world gone crazy. <laughs> and this is crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So do myself. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Do you know who Luke Combs is? Yes, of course. So Luke Combs, if you don't know who he is, is a, is a country singer. And um, What country does he sing for? America, mm. apparently. So there's this woman in Florida. There's a big lawsuit happened. I'm going to give you the backstory so you kind of understand it. Her name's Nicole Harness. She has congestive heart failure. And to make ends meet, she sells things like tumblers and t-shirts and stuff like that on Amazon. Well, she's a big Luke Combs fan, went to one of his concerts. And so she thought she would sell like a Luke Combs tumbler and things like that. Well, he has this company that works for him that I guess is meant to take down like big corporate for people that try to use his likeness and make money off of it. Well, they went after her. This woman that's just trying to make ends meet that has health problems, and she kind of got wrapped up in this crazy lawsuit. Um, and like I said, there's a company that his his record label uh, hires to prevent yeah. other people from doing like counterfeit merch, right? It's a trademark uh, protection firm. Right. So they sued her, not Luke Combs, but the company that works for Luke Combs, for $250,000. And he found out about it, and he was mortified. A woman that's being sued by me for $250,000. I've spent the last two hours trying to, to make this right. And so we do have a company that goes after supposedly large corporations making counterfeit t-shirts, things of that nature, running illegal businesses. And she got in trouble apparently for making tumblers. So she told me there's $5,500 locked up in her Amazon account. I'm going to double that and send her $11,000 today. I'm going to make my own tumbler today. That money is going to go to Nicole and her family, and uh, I invited Nicole and her family out to a show uh, this year so I could give her a hug and say sorry in person. Wow. What a nice guy, right? Right. That's how you do it. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. These aren't the people we're going after. Yeah. She's just trying to do her thing, and I'm going to fix it because they locked up her Amazon account and had money in it. So he was like, okay, I'm going to put, I'm going to give you double the amount of what's in your account. Right. And then donate all the money to her from what he raises from his own tumblers. No, that's great. Very for medical nice. bills, things like that. Because, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're in heart failure, you have a lot of medicine and you have a lot of stuff that you're going through. See, wow. That's, that's making it right. 
Yep. He could have went out there and be like, oh, I'm going to walk back a statement or something. No, yeah. no, no. I, he actually did so much research to try to get her phone number, and he phoned her himself. Yep. And well, called yeah, her up. Well, he can't trust his people. Yeah. Like, called her up himself and was like, I am so sorry that you got wrapped up in the middle of this. We're going to do everything we can to make this right. I wonder if he fires the firm. Oh, I would. Yeah, I would too. Um, if you want to start 2024 outright, you need to stop doing these dumb things. Oh, God, what? Going to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with Rick on that one. Uh, one of the things I love out here, it says stop hanging out with stupid people. Oh, that's a big one. It's hard to avoid so that sometimes. That's why I don't have any friends. <laughs> uh, stop hanging out with people that have bad vibes. So if they make you feel less of a person or they always kind of shoot you down or they're kind of weighing you down negative energy, just don't be around them. I don't meet a lot of people like that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you're younger, there's more people like that. I don't know what that is. I think when you grow older, you kind of mellow out a little bit. You're right with the younger thing, because when I was in my 20s, for some reason... They were really negative people. Well, a lot of my friends were very woe is me. And I'm like, you yeah. don't have it so bad right now. What are you What are you complaining about? I think because when you're young, you, you're kind of sheltered from a lot of bad. Mm-hmm. And the older you get, the more bad you experience. And when you kind of have all that bad stacked up over a while, you're like... Yeah, broken windshield's really not a big deal, man. <laughs> I just try to put myself in someone else's shoes. Someone could be sitting at a children's hospital with a yeah. sick child. Yeah. Someone could have just lost a parent. Someone could be going through health issues himself. It's one of those times where, like, you you want to scream, why me? You have well, to remember, I, it can always, always get worse. Well, I don't know, because uh, I remember about five years ago buying a brand new, just the color I wanted, brand new 5.0 Mustang taking it out of the dealership, rounding the corner, and a truck in front of me throws a rock and cracks the windshield. No. I was very negative. <laughs> I yeah, mean, he I was can... upset. But at the same time, <laughs> dude's got a Mustang in his favorite I know, color. I, you I know? got over it. It's, yeah, see, well, you have to be grateful for the stuff you do have. It and... did ding the hood, too. It says here, stop blaming other people for things that you are in control of. Stop... Well, that's Rick's fault. I can't help <laughs> Stop waiting around to do things you really want to do. Oh, yeah. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. I know, that's, but it's expensive. It is expensive, but <laughs> yeah. you can't like, take I want this boat yet. right now. I know I can't afford it. <laughs> but you could die next month, and you'll be have the happiest last month of your life with that oh, boat. Oh, God. Yeah, then Angie's stuck with a payment. It's, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I don't think so. Uh, self-destruction. A lot of people will self-sabotage themselves because they're too scared to do the thing. Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Like so the- if there's something you've always wanted to do, maybe you want to quit your job and right. go l- follow your dream of being a writer or whatever, but you're too scared to quit your job. So you'll self-sabotage and maybe sit, tell yourself, oh, I'm never, I'm not that good. I'll never be a good writer. I wouldn't succeed anyway. So I'll just stay at the job that I hate. Okay. You know, that's self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah, that is. Stop yeah, you're talking right. yourself out of the thing that you really want to do. Right. Um, and, and stop with the age excuses. It was number one. Oh, yeah, because you know what I always think of? Biden. I go, not only that, I think of Trump, because how old is Trump now, 77? Mm-hmm. I'm not anywhere near that, and I, and I think to myself, whenever I feel like, well, you know what? It's too late. If I get this boat now, you know, and I'm retired, I won't be able to afford the payments. Mm-hmm. But Trump's running for president. I can do it. I can Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's something that's insane to me. What's I that? didn't even know you could overdose on this. So Milk? Uh, I mean, you probably throw up a lot. I've drank too much milk and it had to. I went cold turkey. Wait, yeah, I was good. I haven't had milk in a month. Good for you. I haven't had sugar in a month. What? Sugar. Surely I've fed you you something. (laughs) No. Good for you. Is that how you lost 20 pounds? Yeah. Like that. Boom. Didn't even try. I got a Coca Cola over here. You want some? I love dairy. I love milk. I know you love milk, but I'm glad you're not drinking anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I was helping the butter tub out front here last a lot longer. That's true. Mm. Oh, um, I'm reaping the rewards right now. 
So this is something that I didn't know you could OD on, which is Ozempic. Oh, oh yeah. Well. Poison control centers, the calls that they get about Ozempic overdoses are up 1,500%. My God. That's 1,500%? 911, yes. what's your oh. problem? I look great, except... Oh. Yeah, they said they got a huge increase of calls related to it. Many are related to accidental overdoses or those that maybe took the wrong dose by mistake. Um, And they get, just from January to November, when was this? In 2019, this is before like a lot of people really knew about it, 3,000 calls of Ozempic overdoses. Oh, by the way, sidebar, you know how... We were talking the other day about that weird Oprah interview with Drew Barrymore and Oprah. And Oprah was really skinny. She's on Ozempic. It just came out. It It, says she uses it to uh, maintain her weight loss. Yeah, but she called it something else. What'd she call it? She didn't say Ozempic. She was like, it's a a doctor. She said medically approved prescription. Yeah, it's a shot. And the thing is, is that your doctor will tell you in rat in in, what is it? Clinical studies, Mm -hmm. rats get cancer. I'd rather be fat. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and people not like realize that you, the more you take doesn't equal the amount of like weight you lose. So if I get 80 cc's, that's 80 pounds, right? Just and the thing is, is you want to lose weight to be healthy, but using something that can kill you to get healthy doesn't get you healthy. It just yeah. turns. It's just Russian roulette. My friend back home takes it, and she was already skinny to begin with, so I'm not sure yeah, why she took it. what's that about? And then I saw her, and she was like rail thin. Like, I thought she was sick. That's how thin she was. Because I wasn't used to seeing her that thin. Right. And she's a, works out Caved like crazy. cheeks. Yes. Yeah. But- and she works out all the time. She's a health nut. And I thought, why are you still on it? And then it turns out, it's like a lifelong thing. Like, you can't just stop. Really? Because then you'll gain. Because what it does is suppresses your appetite. So if you stop taking it, then your appetite's no longer suppressed. Then you're going to eat more. Can't you just? Yeah. But yeah, some no, people, I understand that there's some people out there that cannot lose weight no matter what they do. I get it. Um, I feel like you know, look, you lost 20 pounds in the same amount of time that I lost 10 pounds, and it's like sometimes your metabolisms are different, or you reach a certain age, or whatever, and it's just harder, you know. Yeah. But uh, you just got to keep doing it. Um, Guy Fieri, you know who he is, right, from the Food Network? Yeah. Chicken Guy. Uh, very, got- very disappointed in him. In Chicken Guy? No, in Guy Fieri. Why? Because the only reason I ran on Carnival Cruises the second time was to go to the burger joint he had. And it wasn't there? The first time, it was unbelievable. I mean, just, just unbelievable. And the second time was like, the burger was cold, kind of. I mean, I know it's, but you got to manage these locations. I was going to say, you don't Three locations are a thousand. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the burgers were awful. And then I tried it one more time to be sure on another cruise, it was just as bad. I've oh. never been to Chicken Guy. There's one in Winter Park and there's one out in Disney Springs. And he had a whole show about giving away a franchise of Chicken Guy and they filmed it at the one in Disney Springs. I okay. remember watching I it. I want to try that. But this guy has so much money. He's got Knuckle Sandwich Productions. He's the ho- he's hosting, I can't even name all the shows that he's hosting. Yeah. And he's got restaurants all over the place. He just opened a restaurant and bar in, I forget what airport, I think it's Newark. And he's opening them in different airports now too. The guy, he's like the Ryan Seacrest of the food world. Wow. And so he's got a ton of money. So he was talking about how his kids are not going to get a free ride. I remember watching an interview with him talking about uh, giving his children cars. So he's got two sons and then he had, had adopted his sister's son because mm-hmm. she died at a young age from cancer. So his nephew is lives with them now too. I think he's in college now, but he, he's had him from a young age. 
So the way that he works with cars is just because your last name is Fietti, I'm not just going to give you this brand new fabulous car. I'm going to give you a little dumper of a car. And if you can get no tickets, no fines, not getting any accidents for a whole year and prove to me that you got your stuff together, then you could take your money out of your bank account, which obviously has come from him too, and buy yourself a car. But not until you prove to me you can be responsible. Right, right. So he so said, he's being a parent. He's being a parent. He said, I'm not leaving you anything until you can come back to me. This is what Shaquille O'Neal does too. Show me multiple degrees first. You go to college, you get an education. Show me that you're educated and you're living your life. And then then I'll let you work for it. Like Hunter, his, his oldest son, Hunter is working on his MBA right now, but he also hosts shows with his dad. So he wants to be in the same business and dad's taking him under his wing, but he's working. Right. You know, he's working for it. And he said, these kids sometimes, especially when you grow up in a family that has that much money, he said, I need to teach them. I have to be a dad to teach them how to be self-sufficient and that things are going to be hard through life and not everything's going to get handed to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's not just handing over his money. Coming to the Food Network, Guy Fieri hosts the show where he refuses to give his kids a free ride. It's diners, drive-ins, and you're on your own. Here I am at Jill's Barbecue where we just enjoyed a delicious meal and the bill just came. And my freeloading kids are looking at me, expecting me to pay it. But I got bad news for them. Dad, can you please pay? Nope. You should have brought your piggy bank. These are the harsh lessons you've just got to learn. Watch as Guy Fieri teaches his kids a valuable lesson about money. Now we're in our home and it's time to have a difficult conversation about college. Guess what, kid? <laughs> You're going to pay for your own college. But I'm eight years old. Go mow some lawns or something, freeloader. Guy Fieri hosts <laughs> diners, drive-ins, and you're on your own. Coming to the Food Network. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And now, from Darnar Street and up yours, it's time for the update brought to you by Farah and Farah. I am Rick Stacy. Okay, here we go. What is it with this crap music? Turn it off. It's very stressful. It's giving me high blood pressure. The Biden impeachment inquiry has been officially opened. Too bad that means absolutely nothing. And the crazy people are out already. This is Teresa Ledger Fernandez blasting the impeachment inquiry, saying that there's no way. They met, you know, they met a month ago, and their whole line that they're going to preach over and over again, and they're only the media. Look, how can, here's the part that's really amazing. If you have the entire media corrupt media complex behind you and you have social media behind you deleting anything to the contrary except for your story if you have most people half the people in this country not really knowing what's going on in our own country how do you lose anyway because it seems to me they're losing the fight it's a fake fight but they're losing the fight Nevertheless, Teresa Ledger continues the fight of lying to you by saying there's no evidence about Joe Biden. Every conspiracy theory we just heard has been debunked, not true. There's nothing. That, that's, what? that's just not true at all. I mean, it's a complete lie. And I can say that with great confidence, not because I read it on some conspiracy theory website. Conspiracy, the website. I didn't read it on there. You could just look. Go to YouTube. Oh, you don't like YouTube? Go to go to ABC News. They had Bobolinsky on there. Go read about Jim Biden, his brother. Bobolinsky mm. like came out of his own volition. Nobody pressured him. It wasn't like he got subpoenaed. He was like, uh, yeah, actually, this laptop thing is definitely true because I was definitely there, and here's everything that I witnessed, and he just got swept under the rug. 
Hunter Biden's best friend, Devin Archer, testified in front of Congress. Okay, that was behind closed doors, so we only heard what the Democrats said about it. Well, that's okay. Go to Musk. I mean, Musk. Go to uh, Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. He interviewed Devin Archer, and Devin Archer was like, yeah, they did it. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm encapsulizing that. But I mean, I don't have time to... Yeah, I mean, you can see it for yourself. And there's witness after witnesses of two IRS whistleblowers. Amazing to me, amazing to me that this isn't news. Those two whistleblowers that came out about six months ago, impeccable records. One of the FBI agents said, oh, no, this guy's, his record is amazing. Yeah, the, the, the FBI, or the IRS investigators that testified, the two of them, those guys weren't like, they, they had no skin in the game. It doesn't matter to them. They're just there to do their job and solve the case. And in their attempt to solve the case, they got blocked. Yeah, by you know who? Merrick Garland. When you get stopped from trying to do your job in that way and investigate tax fraud, well, now we kind of need to say something because this is getting to a a corruption point where nobody's beholden to the law. Mm. What's funny is Merrick Garland originally assigned David Weiss. David Weiss was the prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case. Now, David Weiss goes down to Miami, remember this? With a, he come, comes down to Miami for a plea deal where Hunter Biden gets, you know, a little slappy slap, a little slappy slap on the wrist for the, for the gun charges and won't send you to a, a, a gun place to, to be rehabilitated. Yeah, they and made then, him sit in the corner for, for timeout, I think. What was it? Yeah, and then a little, a little slappy slap on the wrist for those taxes you didn't pay because any other citizen would be spending the rest of their lives in jail for what he evaded in taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look, put that all aside. What they try to do is sneak through this document that said, hey, once we're done here with this plea deal, you can never, ever, for the rest of his life, bring an indictment against Hunter Biden for anything. But how is that even allowed? You know what I'm saying? But if 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 the judge had signed off on it, it would be what it is. Immunity for life. But the thing is, this judge, and I must tell you, it's a female. They pay more attention to stuff like this. Men are never, not very detail-oriented. So she looked at every page and read the whole damn thing and found out, wait a minute. Mm. Hold the phone here, David Weiss. What is this? What is this? And she didn't allow it. All of a sudden, the Justice Department, Merrick Garland, and David Weiss have egg on their face. So then they got to make good for that. By the way, I know David Weiss was appointed by... President Trump. He also appointed the FBI director, who's now corrupt, corrupt POS, uh, Mr. What's His Face, mm. Chris Ray. So anyway, so now all of a sudden, guess who got appointed special counsel against Hunter Biden by Merrick Garland, David Weiss. How yeah. does that make sense? Because now just to save face. So now what does he do? Instead of instead of like opening the scope, the broadening the scope so he can charge Hunter Biden with everything else that they're charging him with. Like, you know, for instance, dealing with foreign leaders and getting money out their ass without being a foreign agent. That's against the law. So what they do is they just make him go after Hunter Biden to make it seem like he's upholding the law in our country like a lawman would. But really he's not. It's almost an internal investigation. (laughs) No, it's ridiculous. It totally is. But Teresa Ledger Fernandez, who I've never heard of, she's here to tell you, this is all a bunch of malarkey. And distort from the facts. Because this impeachment inquiry is political vengeance directed by a twice impeached, four times indicted president and carried out by extreme MAGA Republicans. Everything is me. You know, give me a, you know, that's just like enough already, you know? Well, they have to mention Trump in everything they do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just constant. Let's go to another dumb biatch that opened her mouth yesterday. That not only is the committee not allowing Hunter Biden to testify publicly, but they have not called a single witness. 
Okay, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Devin Archer, best friend Hunter Biden, just told you about Bob Alinsky. Mm-hmm. That was a how many how many months ago was that? Was a year ago, right? It was like two years ago. Was that sixty minutes? What newscast was that? Yeah, Bob Alinsky did sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Isn't sixty minutes? Isn't that like wow? It's sixty minutes. They tell the truth all the time. They had Bob Alinsky on. Yeah, it goes on and on. How about the, like I just mentioned, the two IRS whistleblowers? That's right, AOC. No witnesses. And you're probably going to say no evidence next. A single first-hand witness to any of their allegations, they haven't allowed anybody to testify publicly because they do not have a single witness to any of their alleged allegations. No, no, no. no. The allegations are not alleged. The allegations happen. The the things that the allegations uh, delineate are alleged until proven. I have right? a question. Yeah, what? What does she or what do they have on her? Because what does she have to gain by protecting him? Um, nothing. That she just gets to go over there and speak, and then people who are really stupid and profoundly ignorant uh, believe her. Because you know, you know how she got in office. She won a contest. My brother told me that he had sent my nomination in the summer, but I was like literally working out of a restaurant. And I was like, there's no way. A casting call. They had a casting call. They cast Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in the role of Congresswoman. All right, listen, all right, listen, listen, okay, listen. And then she makes fun of Hispanics. Well, she's Hispanic herself. I make fun of Hispanics. But at the same time, it's like, you know how the politics are. They're so oversensitive. You think she would have gotten some grief for going into the Bronx there at a meeting where everybody was yelling at her, going, listen, okay, mira, listen. All of a sudden, she like turned on the accent. Yeah, give me a break. Oh, my God, what a bunch of clowns. Hunter Biden spoke yesterday, went to the wrong building. Instead of going to the building where he was supposed to have a closed-door session with Congress, nah, he was, yeah, no, he just decided to go out front and bloviate all his innocence and whatever. <laughs> victim he is. Ew. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. We'll do that next hour, but let me just play you the best line of yesterday. This is the line where you'll see it on media today. ABC, NBC, Lester Holt with his round brown glasses yeah. that just kind of make him look like he graduated from Harvard. That's yeah, probably not something to brag about anymore. Smart and he's got a bookshelf behind him. It's Lester well, Holt. They all have bookshelves. You know, they, they talk to a correspondent. He's got books behind him. As yeah, a matter he's of fact, more intellectual because of the patches on the elbows of his sport jacket. That's right. <laughs> which is plaid and tweed. And of the report out on the field, they'll have a bookshelf on wheels that they'll drag with them to put behind them. How many sweater vests I own? So here it is. This is what you'll hear all over the media today. What a what a victim poor Hunter is. It's just a dad that wants to blow, 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 love his son. They displayed naked photos of me. Oh, no. During an oversight hearing. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I want to pay the part that's, that's the best part. Is this, is this where he says? Let me see. And they have taken the light of my dad's love... <laughs> The light of my dad's love for me Please. and presented it as darkness. Oh, God. Dark. Where's where's uh, Bette Midler when you need her? Wind beneath my right? hunter. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and the wind beneath my hunter. Jeez. <laughs> uh, anyway. Welcome to the modern day classroom where a school can uh, fail you just for answering with the correct answer. Oh, great. Seattle, according to Jason Rance, 770 KTTH News, Seattle. 
A mother is furious, speaking out against a teacher who gave her son a failing grade. The question was, by the way, it was in the class, understanding gender versus sex. That's the, that's the that's name of the, the class? class? Yes. I've oh, never heard of that uh, class uh, ever. That's not a class. In high school ever. The question on the exam was, can a man get pregnant? That's he easy. Said, no. Well, he he got correct. failed for that. Are you kidding me? No, no. I see this. It, that's propaganda right there. That's how they do it. That's some 1984 stuff right there. They should have called you the lie, and if I just keep shoving it down your throat and you don't repeat it back to me, you fail. Mm-mm. You know they should have called. It's called the Understanding Gender versus Sex Quiz. It should have been the Bigoted Seattle Teachers Politically Correct Quiz instead, but it wasn't. The tenth grade teacher docked the student seemingly correct answer. On basic biology and a series of true or false questions. He failed his quiz after answering true on a question that asked, all men have penises. Then the student asked, answered true when asked if only women can get pregnant. He got uh, big red marks for both answers. Do you know how confusing that is to a kid? Fire the teacher. Either that or parents, this is your fault. No, it's not my fault. I, I did what I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to send him to public school. Welcome to real life in the world. This is the way things are around the whole world. We've been so we've been so complacent and soft and gotten used to. And and we actually assume that everybody's gonna do the right thing. Not anymore. You got to fight for your right to party. Is she the same kind of woman that would wear a mask in her car by herself and yell at everybody, believe the science, follow the science, follow the science, and then, but it, only when it has to do with that, but not when it has to do with actual science? Correct. A mundo, Jill Face. Gotcha. CNN analyst Van Jones. He's very upset at Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh-oh, what happened? And the last debate. Well, he says that Vivek is a man who's bound to be president someday and he is reincarnation of Hitler. What? Yeah. Vivek is? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. He okay. says, you're witnessing the rise rise of an American demagogue. He was, Van said he was watching Ramaswamy during the last debate and he was literally shaking. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that would make me shake watching television. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I have things that I'd like to see shake on television, but, but that's not happening. Yeah. But here he is, Van Jones, CNN correspondent, Funny calling the Indian guy a white supremacist. Ready? Okay. Smug, condescending way that he just spews this poison out yeah. is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump, but he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Yeah. And I, I'm, I literally, I, I, was, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. Yeah. What, what, you, where? Mean the, you mean the yeah. truth? Oh, yeah, I know yeah, you don't yeah. like where, that. Where was, where was the propaganda? What was the bad parts? Well, Ramaswamy was talking about the great replacement theory. And this is, of course, the if you look at the conspiracy theory um, uh, list of top five conspiracy theories, the Democrats want to ploy want to, you know, put out as conspiracy theories, you know, debunk that just by calling it that, like the CIA did with the Kennedy assassination. Uh, This is on the top five. The Great Replacement Theory. Now, uh, the Great Replacement Theory is all about white supremacy and xenophobia and anti-immigrant. They say that replacement theory, which the theory is, is that white people in the United States are purposely being replaced uh, by immigrants 
And that gives white people and white supremacists license to be bigots, to be racist. Right. That is not exactly what it really is, but they that's what the Democrats want you to think it is, so you'll hate Trump and everybody else who mentions it. Okay. Nobody cares but, about people coming here. Wait, wait, wait. Let me fin- finish. But the funny part about this now is you've got black people in black neighborhoods actually verbalizing, saying, hey, all these, remember the school in Chicago that was abandoned and they were going to put a thousand illegals in there? Yep. And the black people in the community, well, wait, 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 we're losing our power. They're replacing us with these illegal immigrants. We're going to lose our power in our city council. It's already going on. Yeah. So they're calling it, they can call it black replacement theory, I suppose. I don't know what they're going to call it, but that's what great replacement is all about. And if you think about it, it is a great replacement. Not in the conspiratorial where, you know, yeah, they're just doing this so they can be racist. No. Eight million, eight million. By the time you put the Christmas tree, uh, presents under the Christmas tree, it's going to be near nine million. Illegals have come in this country since Biden has been president. Do you realize how many people that is? Now, Do you they realize how detrimental, like that's so damaging to our country. Yeah. So don't tell me this is a complete voting block. There's races in this country that have less people in this population than these illegal immigrants. So, uh, you know, that that's what the great replacement theory is all about. But they use it differently and they say it differently because they want to always imply that you're racist. Mm. Now, here's an example of some liberals that are just going, okay, all right, I've had enough. Okay, uncle, uncle, uncle. Here's a TikTok super, super liberal, voted for Biden, loves Kamala Harris, hates Trump. She's Mexican. She called her mom the other day, and here's how it went down. It's finally hitting, you know, my backyard. So I spoke to my mom. She lives in San Antonio, Texas. And the first thing she tells me is, Sharon, like, you need to see what's happening here. And, and this is coming from a Univision-loving, liberal-minded, Democrat-minded, Trump-hating Mexican who she's also, um, she was born in Mexico, but she she's here legally. But she was saying that there's a street uh, named San Pedro in San Antonio, and she said it's a nightmare. She said it literally looks like an invasion. Um, there's people just sleeping on the, the streets. There's trash. There's uh, feces. They're just urinating out in the open. And listen, we're not against people coming to United States for the right intentions. But these people right here, not all of them, but the majority of them, they're a whole different breed. They have a different mindset than, you know, like, I'm sorry, but a Mexican would never. And the craziest part is these people are going to be the first ones to get work visas where these people, most of them, the majority of them come and they they clearly boldly say that they ain't trying to work. They're trying to have the government support them. They're not trying to work. But yet we have other immigrants that have been waiting, who are paying taxes, that are wait, have been waiting for work visas and they haven't been granted. And they really do have the right intentions and want to work. Like what is going on? You voted for that. Sorry, but you voted for that and you got it.
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where it's like, nobody's against people coming here. People no. come here all the time. America is the land of opportunity, but you know what you do? You fill out the guest book on your way in, and then you come in. Yeah, this is first-hand experience. My parents came here. I, w- I was born, and I don't mean to sound like, oh, poor Rick. No, it's not that. I'm just telling you the truth. My parents came here voluntarily. It wasn't during the revolution. It was right before it, and they came here to make a better life for themselves. Nobody gave them anything. I don't think they would take in anything, but nobody gave them anything. We lived in a one-bedroom basement with stone walls in New York City in Queens for I don't know how long. I was born in that basement, okay? Nobody gave them a thing. took my mom and dad eight years to get their citizenship. Mm -hmm. And they were proud to live here, even though they were pretty much communists, they were proud to live in this in the United States of America, up to a point, you know, because nothing could be as good as Castro. So anyway, um, long story short, now I'm experiencing firsthand when I have, I have uh, family that has come over here illegally, but they did the, the app thing. Oh, where it's like you tell that you call ahead like a reservation at a restaurant. You tell yep. them you're coming so they don't count you? Right. They don't count as illegal immigrants because they notified us a few days ahead of time. They crossed the river. They actually got in the river and crossed illegally, except they, you know, they again, they use the app. They got $2,200 a piece to come over here. They're getting $1,200 a month. They can't work the first six months, but that's okay because the government's giving money after, you know, left and right. They, they, they rented a house. They got new furniture. They got everything. Every Could you imagine? What my parents would have thought if they had lived to see that. But we have veterans that put their life on the line to actually fight for the freedoms we have here in this country that are living on the street. Yeah. And that's that's the messed up part is like none of these people, come. they're not paying taxes. If you want to come pay taxes and be a part of the whole thing, then great, man. That's fine. But the rest of us have to work to support people who ain't trying to work. Now, here's what gives me hope. I just played you that lady. Here's Raul Montes Jr. He's an immigrant rights activist. He's one of them. Bring him over. He's uh, up in Chicago. I think he's kind of t- turning the corner. People have been waiting for years, let's say, for example, for um, to get citizenship and... They don't get anything. They've been here 40, 50 years. They can't get no amnesty. But then these people come, they get everything. They're getting uh, the rent pay. They're getting money. They're getting phones. They're getting et cetera. What about the homeless people? What, what about, about the veterans? The veterans, exactly. Look at that. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And finally, one more thing to tag on to this. There's the unfortunate few that have to face the worst thing possible losing one of their kids because of this. Rafael Govea Romero is now behind bars in Jackson County, charged with capital murder in the death of 16-year-old Lisbeth Medina. Edna police say Romero is undocumented. Nobody ever wants to see their child in a bathtub the way I found her. Nobody. The curtains were closed, so I didn't see her, but when I opened those curtains... I just want justice for my baby. Yeah, well, he left her baby in a bathtub. So, yeah, and now there's new concerns. There are new concerns that the tens of thousands of Chinese nationals, mostly young men, lined up at the border in recent weeks to see the video, could be coming here to join sleeper cells to hit our critical infrastructure. Yep, we already we have been saying this for how long, Rick? We've had a year. More. There's been a bunch of stories too. Did anybody anything ever come out of that clandestine chemical uh, bacteria laboratory they found in California? Really? Yep. 
And like, dude, they found like all sorts of smallpox in a little mini fridge. Yep. And all these different diseases mm-hmm. owned by some company that's owned by the People's Republic of China and just nothing. No, no investigation. We're not checking that out. No one arrested. No, it's right in front of your nose. None of this is conspiratorial. This is all fact. It's right in front of your nose. I'll get an email. You know, you don't know how many sources. Dude, yeah, right. The Whatever. paperwork's out there, man. The People's Republic of China is buying hundreds of thousands of acres surrounding our military bases. Yeah. Nobody finds that suspicious That's at all. a conspiracy theory. And we're allowing it and it's for so it's they sold us a bill of goods or not even us because we don't believe it, but they sold the American people a bill of goods that oh there's people that need to come here for refuge and women and children. Meanwhile they're all military age Chinese men, all the same age, all the same backpack. And that's something about the backpack. I noticed that. I was like, doesn't anybody see what I'm seeing? They have the same backpack. What do you think? They just all went to the same store? And that's the thing. It's like, you know, they're like, well we gotta think about these poor immigrants. It's like they're not all just poor folks from Mexico looking for a better life, Mm -hmm. man. People are taking advantage of you thinking that's the thing to sneak in here. And if you say anything about it, then you're a xenophobe. Because, I mean, out of how many people, Rick? Eight million so far. One out of every 100,000 is a well, a kook. 675,000 gotaways. We don't even know who they are. Exactly. If, if, even if every one out of a thousand is a bad person, now you have thousands of people that are trying to do bad, just like that poor lady. Crisis Garden. Get right with Jesus and buy ammo. It's on sale. I'm telling you. All right. And finally, every week we uh, take a sideways look at our politics. And so down in Mar-a-Lago we go. The former president of the United States, Donald Trump, now leading by 50 points ahead of anybody else. Here it's is. a big lead. It your, is. Your favorite and most photogenic president in the lead, Stacey. Don't forget that. Most photogenic with a beautiful smile, beautiful white teeth, all real. Not like Crooked Joe and his son missed a dental implants. <laughs> he had to get new fake ones from all the drugs. Yeah, the, yeah, I saw that. The shiny fake ones, too. Did you see him on fake news yesterday? Yep. Lying in front of the cameras through his big chiclets. <laughs> real teeth. Real teeth don't give off a reflection like that. Hunter's teeth, on the other hand, could burn ants like a magnifying glass. Sir, let's begin the interview. A new court filing in special counsel Jack Smith's uh, federal election interference investigation shows that a DOJ expert has uh, extracted data from your phone from January 6th. Are you worried that this data could be kind of damaging to you at all? I'd like to extract some data from you, Jim. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> First of all, that stuff is absolutely inadmissible, okay? Which I think means I'm not allowed, by the way. And, mm. and I'll have you know that the only reason that it was on there at all is because a very attractive woman said that she didn't believe me and that she had never seen one that was actually shaped like a mushroom. Okay, okay. all right. I, I don't think that uh, data we need <laughs> talk about or is needs to be You're talked about. You're probably right, but it is awfully impressive when you think about All it. All right, well, Special Counsel Jack Smith is also asking the Supreme Court to chime in on whether you, you have immunity from charges in the federal election case. Do you welcome the high court's opinion, Supreme Court? Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I do. They're the greatest and they're the ultimate determination of what truth and justice is all about in our great country. And if they decide that I don't have immunity, then they're just a bunch of complete morons who are dressed like choir singers at a church. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. Your lawyers rested their case in your New York uh, civil fraud trial. You asked for an early verdict, but the judge said no. How do you think this will go? There he goes again, Judge Arthur Erogenous, or whatever the hell his <laughs> name is. It's it's uh, Engeron. Yeah, like anybody cares. Let me tell you something. Just because he's wearing a big, long dress doesn't give him the right to act completely irrational and unreasonable. 
you know, like a woman. Okay, sir. I'm get, It's a little misogyny joke, Jill. It just take it easy. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't know what the big deal is. If I could talk to the judge about this, I would say to him, Artie, baby, sweetheart, what are we doing here? I'm an incredibly wealthy guy, and uh, you're a rickety old man who looks like the mute guy from Penn and Teller. <laughs> and you also look like you like cash. Now, that's what I would say if it wasn't considered bribing a judge, and right. it probably is. But if it wasn't, that's what I would say. All right, switching topics. You have a new promotion going on, sir. You're selling more Trump digital trading cards for $99 each, and you said that if people buy all 47 of them for 4653 bucks. They'll get to have dinner with you at Mar-a-Lago, and they'll get an actual physical card with a piece of your suit coat that you wore while getting your mugshot back in August. That, that, is that for real? That's Yes, very real. Now, what are NFTs? Nobody knows. But what makes this deal so tremendous and wonderful and exciting? I have to say, the piece of suit you will get is from a very good suit, mm -hmm. the best and finest suit, definitely not made in China, okay? <laughs> and in all fairness, the other, the only other person who owns a piece of that special suit coat is Stormy Daniels, you know, when she ripped it off of me with her horse teeth in that hotel room during Shark Week, allegedly. <laughs> okay, right. spare allegedly. us those details. And you know what? I'm in a good mood, so I'm going to sweeten the deal even more for one of your lucky listeners, okay? The first person who goes to Truth Social right now and spends ten grand. Okay, I will personally autograph each and every one of the cards. How do you like that? It's my gift for the holidays. Well, we need to to wrap this up, sir. We are running well, out of time. You mentioned that we offer complimentary gift wrapping if you order all forty-seven cards. Well, but they're, 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 they're digital, right? Yeah, you don't wrap those. Plus, if you order right now, you'll also receive the actual pair of Spanx I was wearing under my suit that day. All right. Well, finally, sir, we hear, and this is for real, that you were also selling Christmas wrapping paper with your mugshot on it, uh, where you're wearing a Santa hat, and the words never surrender right below it. Wow. It's just been flying off the shelves, Jill, and there's different varieties to choose from. There's my mugshot on the baby Jesus with the words, oh, come let us endorse him. <laughs> my mugshot on the baby New Year with the words, make America Goo Goo Gaga great again. <laughs> and everybody's favorite one has my mugshot on Frosty the Snowman with the words, Hey, Justice Department, I got your corncob pipe right here. The Sunny <laughs> Updates. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right. So this is funny because I remember it's not funny. It's actually a tragic story with a happy ending. But I don't understand why people keep oh, doing this. Do you, did you dig up the audio? What? Who? What? For what? Aloha. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, you oh, do that. Oh, oh. I'll tell this, this story real quick before you get to that. So this is a guy. What's his name? Snyder something. Um, he was hiking in Hawaii. And he's 34 years old. Ian Snyder. That's his name. He experienced a near-fatal accident. I don't know why you're going hiking alone, but because we hear story after story after story about things that happen and people are stranded or they fall and they hurt themselves and they can't get out of whatever canyon they're hiking in. Thousand feet from the trail for three days, he was stranded at the base of a waterfall, alive but really injured. Finally, he was located and airlifted to safety. Now, this reminded me of the other story pardon my giggles about the girl that was she went didn't she go hiking on her own and she became dehydrated and she got lost and they rescued her and she was well, super dramatic about it. yeah everything? she left the phone in the car because she said I want to be in nature and I don't want to be interrupted right that's what, smart so she went into the woods and she was lost for I think it was 
Was it was it, a while. It's like a long two weeks or three weeks. No, maybe it's a week. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's still long. What matters is, is that I hated her for like a three months. <laughs> because she was down... Did you, did you get the audio? Because I'm building this up and you're not going to have yeah, it. Yeah, She's downright the phoniest, most just... She's a, very granola. Oh, my God. And then what she said just made my skin crawl. And it's, it's funny because I'm granola, but she's like ultra granola that you oh, buy yeah. in like in bulk. And uh, she she's thanking <laughs> she's thanking the people that rescued her. Right. I'm just a girl that got lost in the woods. And you guys like showed up hard. Like this is like true aloha. <sighs> Hold on, I have to relive this. <laughs> you know, if I were to end up in jail, I would have the choice between Bubba to be in my cell or, or, her? or her. I would choose Bubba. Would you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Could you imagine waking up to that every morning? This is true aloha. You guys showed up hard. I'm just some girl that got lost in the woods. Oh, that's just a, oh. Oh, You guys like showed up hard. Like this is like true aloha. This is true aloha. And, and she went on too. We don't even have that part. The wor- only oh, thing that I would have, make it you worse. You have it? I have everything. Go ahead. Would be you have she- a choice to make. You could sit on that rock and you can die. Or you can start walking down that waterfall and choose life. She was so prepared for the speech. That's what gets me is she had this. Uh, do you think she was laying there? She had a lot of time to think. And she was laying there. And she yeah. was like, when I get rescued, this is going to be she so was, epic. Yeah, she was already <laughs> fantasizing about the press conference. That's what I thought. Right off the bat, I thought that. She's laying there dying going, I'm going to get so many likes for this. <laughs> the only thing that would be worse is if she used vocal fry. And she's like, you guys are true. Aloha. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I don't think vocal fry was in, in uh, fashion at that point. I don't know. It was a 20 foot drop. It was a sheer cliff. The plants didn't hold me up. Boom. <laughs> Boom. She's got sound effects and everything. She had a long time to prepare this. I had a plant in my mouth that I was planning on eating for dinner. I had a plant in my mouth. I didn't chew it. I left it there. I was planning on eating it, but then I didn't I just to. like fell to the ground and just started bawling. Oh my God. <laughs> She one, rehearsed one it a couple more, times. One more time in the Aloha. Just one more time. Just because it's Christmas. And you guys like showed up hard. Like this is like true Aloha. It's true Aloha. <laughs> I wish you could see Rick's face right now. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what Rick, Rick looks like. The eyes are rolling, but one eye goes in one direction, the other eye goes in another. Rick is Dr. Phil with the Cash Me Outside girl. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. This is true talent. True Aloha. Oh, God. Anyone here sleep naked? I don't. I don't like my gym. No, really I can't. Out. I, you Too know, sweaty. Things get- I've tried. You know when I got fresh sheets, mm-hmm. fresh shower, and you feel real good about the clean sheets and a clean shower, and you're like, I could sleep in here naked. Then you're flipping and flopping. You're like, I need something. Yeah, don't, you, don't you? Yeah, you, the only thing you can do is, is tuck the sheets in there. <laughs> yeah, you got to build a basket for everything yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. sheets and then get in. Do you have to sleep with something between your knees? Because I do. Um, I put like either a blanket or a pillow or something yeah, between blanket. my knees. Yeah, my girlfriend does the pillow between the knees. So mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'm tr- there's just like stuff and I'm trying to make the bed. I'm like, oh, what's I'm bar- going on here? I'm barricaded completely from all sides. I'm tucked Summer. in. I got dogs, cats. They're all over me. Jill, you build a nest? <laughs> I, I have all. That's why I have so many pillows on my bed. Because I have to hold one. I hold one. Did somebody just burp? Yeah, it just, it just came out. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> you know you've just given up and you're waiting for vacation when you just belch. And no, like, oh, I didn't belch that. Out. that was belch. A, it just escaped. That was a tremor. 
Well, they're saying you should sleep naked because it improves sleep quality and it regulates your body temperature. I don't that's want to. That's a lie. That's, that's garbage. I'll tell you what, regulate your sleep. My dog the other morning, this is like four in the morning. I woken up with his tongue in my mouth. Why? I don't know. I just woke up. Ah! Did he just he, rest it there? No, he was licking. The, he just took one big swipe at my mouth, I guess, and then my mouth was half open. Morning, puppy. Time to oh, wake up. Oh, God. I, I swear I was so grossed out. Oh, man. Oh, you're not one of those people that kisses no, your dog on the no, mouth? No, I hate the licking. I don't like the licking. One of my dogs licks my feet when there are no socks on, and, yeah. and I can tolerate that for a second. But anywhere else... Yes, that's me. Stop it. What are you doing? The more you say don't do it, the more they... My cat... My cat will lick my hand. Like if I reach behind me and and he's on the couch and I go to scratch him, their tongue's right... But he always licks me right before he's about to bite me. So I I can tell he's preparing the spot to bite. It's like cleaning it. It's like when they're giving you a shot. They do the alcohol. He He does does the tongue. Prepping it, I'm like, careful, don't you bite me. And he always bites me after he licks. Do you get the uh, the uh, grip of death from your cat? We're all four paws closed, like the Venus flytrap. And then the back feet try to scrape (laughs) off the flesh. Ooh, yeah. No, they they use the bunny feet to kick it. Yeah, yeah, that's it to scrape off the flesh. You don't need that. (laughs) Or even when they're trying to be cute, like they'll sit on your lap and they're. and you're like, oh, kitty. And then they start to like feel real good. And they start digging their nails into your leg. And yeah. Like, oh, you're They're so cute, but ow, ow. Yeah, well, they make biscuits. And if you have thin enough clothes on, their nails will go right into your skin. Yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. the piano, little cuties. Hey, I <laughs> smoke sex. Did you see cats. that article I sent you? Did I send you the article about uh, the murderer in your house? Is it the cat? <laughs> yeah. The cats, how they're really sinister murderers. Oh, they're plotting your death while you're sleeping. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it was always my sweetest ones. You'd like wake up and there's like a small rodent just limb. And then you follow the blood trail. I'm like, what did you kill? Here it is. Hold on. Let me open it so I can read you the headline. The murderous creature you live with is a murderous creature, a study confirms. <laughs> More scientific evidence has surfaced to show that white mittens may be your sweet angel. Letting her roam outside is also a big threat to biodiversity. It's a murderer. Well, I mean, it is like cats and otters, I think, that kill for fun. Mm. Like, not to eat. They'll just be like, die. Have you anyway, seen- about my day. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie Cat's Eye? No. Do you remember that movie? No. It was really old. It used to be on HBO all the time, and it's about how the cats... Well, there's a little weird troll in the movie. I forget what that's about. I haven't seen it in 100 years, but I remember the cat would sleep on top of the little girl and try to steal her breath. So oh, whenever my, I heard about this. Yeah. my cat is sleeping on top of me, because he will yeah. lay directly on my chest and go nose to nose with me and put his paws on my shoulders, and I'm like... I always think about that. I'm like, yeah. stop trying to steal my soul. Siskel and Ebert gave that two thumbs sideways. Did I think. they? Yeah. All right, so Orlando made another list. Number one, we make this list, and we come in number one almost every single year, and this year we did the same. Any guesses? The dumbest. Pedestrian deaths? No, we're up on that one, too. Uh, The most traffic? Both Uh, high. uh, Most fun? The top city for New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. 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 But we don't have... We don't have all the clubs like we used to have. We used to have that whole cluster of clubs. uh, Yeah, do they still do that? What what did we do, the big orange drop? They used to do on Church Street where they have like a light up orange and that would fall somewhere. Church Street used to be balls out on New Year's Eve. Oh, that used to be the spot, man. I don't do anything anymore. Would you like me to tell you? Sure. Um, Well, it's because of all of the theme parks because they rate it based on uh, the amount of people that come in town and fireworks displays and all the theme parks have Uh, all the fireworks displays, like the really super big ones. Okay. I remember though, were you referring to 
um, Church Pleasure Street. Island too. Oh by yeah, Disney. that the was Cage, best. Pleasure Island. There was all yeah. those clubs, and you yeah, go well, spend the whole night going from club to club. Before they made it Disney Springs, yeah, it was Pleasure yeah. Island. They had the big stage, had the West End stage. Yeah. You could go to the, um, they had the stage. They had the '80s club. What was it called Eight Tracks? Eight Tracks. The mannequins. Mannequins. Mannequins where the stage rotated. Yeah, the revolving dance floor and the big wall of lights. What was the one with the cages? That would come down. Remember the cages? What one had? Was it the '80s club? Was that Eight Tracks? I think so. Yeah, and there was cages, and you would there was dance floors in each cage, but they were all like different levels. Go-go dancers in there. That like was such a fun place. Music, and they're like, I you know, know what? What happened? Well, they we don't need to... the stage. We want a bridge. No, they want to shops. <laughs> Retail. That's what they wanted to make money. So now it's just fuzzy Mickey well, Mouse animals. No, and... it's a bunch of high-end retail stores. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Nothing says welcome to Disney like Zara. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Disney Springs. We go there all the time. But it used it, to be more fun. I Pleasure think. Island was a hoot and a half. Do you ever was... feel like you don't belong there when you go through the stores? You're like, I uh, can't some afford of, any of this. I feel like Pretty Woman yeah. in some of them, for sure. Right? Yeah, I go in and I'm like, uh. Uh, you have this in a, in, a, in my size? I'm sorry, it's very expensive. I feel the same way where I get lost at Millennia and I wind up on the aisle that oh, has like Tiffany's and things like that. That's the other side. Yeah, yeah, that one like, side. And I'm Jimmy like, Jimmy Choo, what is this? Oh, this isn't like a... Oh. The Louis Vuitton. You notice how yeah. quiet it is on that side of the mall? Oh, yeah. I'm like, get me back to H&M and Urban Outfitters. Like, I don't belong yeah. on this side. All you hear is the clicking of very rich women's shoes. And there's always click, somebody click. standing there in a three-piece suit yes. waiting to welcome you and nobody's ever oh, in the store. because no, that guy's got a, uh, a machine gun. No automatic. <laughs> yeah, he's the Guard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Disney, this one mom put up, I think it was her TikTok. Now, I'm going to read you the headline first because I feel like she's being a little dramatic. This is what the headline says. Mom forced to shell out $70 for daughter's cereal at Disney World. Okay. It's very expensive. First of all, you weren't forced to do anything. That was a choice that you made. You know Disney's expensive. You know when you go there, it's going to be a lot of money. Now, she's trying to pin it that her daughter's cereal was $70. They went to the restaurant that's in Cinderella's Castle. It's it's called Cinderella's Royal Table, um, and you have to make a reservation oh, for it. We went there once. expensive anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's very... Well, if you get the buffet, it's like $70 for adults and I think 45 for kids. And you get a choice of a couple of things. So the little kid didn't want anything on the menu. All she wanted was a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. So the mom was like, well, I guess I'm paying $70 for a bowl of cereal. And it wasn't even 70 The adults were. The kids were 40-something. I understand what she was saying. She was trying to complain about the prices at Disney being so high. But what do you expect at Disney inside Cinderella's castle? That's a choice you made, sweetheart. Look, I got money to spend in here. I don't think we have anything for you. You're obviously in the wrong place. Wow, that's expensive cereal. Get ready for a magical cereal that your kids will love. New Disney cereal. Yes, at $70 a bowl, you'll feel like you're actually at Disney World. Ha <laughs> take out a personal loan and eat my cereal. <laughs> well, gosh, financing is available. Financing for cereal? Experience all of the magic of being overcharged right in your own home. More Disney cereal, please. Um, I'm going to have to cash out my 401k, but sure, anything for my little angel. It's new Disney cereal. Hey, Dad, why did all the lights go off. I couldn't pay the light bill, but hey, enjoy your cereal. In stores now. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.